get started. You know, like the past few episodes have just gone so long. I think we're going to have to shorten this one a bit. Can we just like make sure that it's not two and a half hours this time? Fool of a broccolo. A podcast is never too long, nor is it too short. It is exactly the length it ought to be. I I tried to channel Gandalf, and uh, it, it it was whatever. I, I think like, it, I thought it was magical. So. <laughs> Epi- epically so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe a little fantastical in there. <laughs> so, how are you doing, Josh? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Uh, you know, weather is beautiful. <laughs> um, I'm not suffering from allergies as badly as our last episode. Uh, I was thinking about that earlier today because I actually grilled again today, like I did the oh. last time we recorded. Um, was it your pickle so chicken? Was, uh, no, this time we didn't actually. Uh, the pickle chicken was fantastic. Um, but this time we didn't, uh, we just got chicken from the store like two days ago. So I didn't marinate it or anything. We just grilled Mm. it and threw some barbecue sauce on there. Um, we had some like sriracha barbecue sauce and then some Korean barbecue sauce that Mm. I put on different batches. Yeah, exactly. So, and we did, uh, baked potatoes, which we haven't done in a long time. Mm. So it was a, it was a heck of a dinner. You're speaking my language. (laughs) So. I'm getting you hungry at 11 p.m. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but man, it's, well, you know, we talked a little bit before the episode started, um, but you know, it, we're what, three weeks into the new year. And so mm-hmm. like, um, I'm just in this place of like, not quite where I want to be yet, but I am definitely seeing progress. You know, it's like, I've set these goals for the year and I've set up ways in which uh, I, I did this little exercise, okay? It's called um, an ideal week. So if, like, I was just pumped all day long, you know, I could I, I could take down whatever I want, you know, that I didn't slack off at all. Um, kids woke up at a decent hour and took their naps really well. Like, if everything went perfectly, what would your day look like? And so then you just kind of, like, block schedule your day uh, or your week, excuse me. And I did that for not my whole week. I don't. I don't do that for my days off because I try not to focus on like, like feel like I have to get specific things done on my days off. I try to leave those open. But like for the work week, um, I wrote up just like what it would be ideally, and I haven't hit that yet, like at all. <laughs> Maybe once um, that you know in the past three weeks, but I'm making progress towards that. If that makes sense. So yeah, so, yeah. It's, that it's sounds like a, an interesting exercise. Where'd you pick that that up from? The the same place that I got like all the goal setting stuff. Okay, that it, okay. It's, yeah, the full focus stuff. Um, that yeah, from the planner. It just has all these other like tips and stuff. Uh, but it has a page in there for like writing down your ideal week. And I didn't do that last. Uh, I was going to say semester last quarter. Um, just cause I, I figured more, I, I more blocked like what days of the week are better for what types of tasks so that I could schedule that stuff out. Cause I don't do the same thing every day, you know? Yeah. Um, so like what makes the most, you know, on Mondays it's like reflection on the previous week for sure. Uh, and then fix problems that I saw over the weekend. But then also, uh, now that I'm managing the church's website, 
you know, like making sure that communication stuff is changed over. So we don't have, you know, we're not advertising our Christmas services at the front of the website in January, in the middle of January, (laughs) you know, things like that. So uh, anyways, it just makes more sense to get some of that stuff done earlier in the week and then do more like maintenance and stuff through uh, later on in the week and setting up stages, all that fun stuff. So uh, anyways, yeah, that was, that was something that I picked up from the, the whole, the, the whole program that I've been looking into. Uh, and it's, it's, it's good in that you kind of have to hold it loosely. Like it's a good thing to strive towards, but understand that it's not going to happen all the time. Um, cause I think like I have a tendency of putting pressure on myself a lot of the times when I, and I mean, we talked about it, like sometimes it's good, uh, even with like Habitica, I think there's, there's a pressure, you know, you've got people along with you. So make sure you get the stuff that you said you were going to get done <laughs> or everyone takes the hits like, uh, has been happening lately. Sorry. Um, mm. but, uh, there's also a sense in which like setting certain goals that you know are a little bit out of reach, you know, like setting up an ideal even to attain to, even if you understand like that ideal is not always, you know, if, if you run into a car accident on the way to work, like you're not going to hit the ideal, you know, it's going to throw stuff off. So you just work with what you got. Uh, I mean, I think like, yeah, the the fact of the matter is that we live in a fallen world. And so Mm -hmm. something's always, there's always going to be, there's always going to be some sort of wrench in the gears to keep it from just yeah. uh, from everything firing on all cylinders. And if you do have that, like that one sort of like that one day where it is just everything just sort of like hits, well then, you know, mm-hmm. you can, that that's a kindness. That's a grace. So yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but that's cool. Definitely. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and I did yeah. just start school this week as well. Mm-hmm. So that's been fun. So what classes um, actually, are you taking this semester? So um, the so taking two classes. Uh, this one that I'm taking is just called interpreting scripture, which is kind of vague. But so far, um, it's been about basically like scriptural application in different cultural contexts. So it has to do with um, taking a look at you know the original context of scripture, and then inter- and then the interpretation of like what from this passage is applicable. Like what is the lesson, you know, for lack of a better term that we can carry over into today, if that makes sense, you know, because depending on the genre, it, it can be difficult to kind of extract, okay, what exactly applies? Like these promises were for a very particular people at a very particular time. Do they apply now or, or what is the underlying message? You know, is it, is this just about God's character? You know, like what, what exactly? So it's, it, I see it more as like application. Um, but it's uh, it's interesting, you know, because I, I just, it sort of brings to mind. I just had a conversation with, with Jared, my pastor talking mm -hmm. about the, the sort of the nature of scripture is that yes, it was authored by men who were, you know, sort of being, I think, carried along by the Holy Spirit is the confessional language. Yeah. Um, but in in a reality, he said, like he said, part of the problem that Scripture really has two authors, and so you can't limit. Like you can say, yes, this was written specifically with a specific meaning, 
but it's like because the Holy Spirit knows everything, the context mm-hmm. in which he's speaking and in which he's applying that text is moves beyond just sort of the the context. And this is sort of like just because there might only be one like very narrow way to correctly interpret. And I wouldn't even make that argument mm-hmm. a a passage. That doesn't mean that it doesn't have a variety of legitimate applications. Yeah. That's how yeah. I would put it. Totally. No, it, yeah, exactly. So hmm. um it's it's been good. One of my textbooks is um well, it's by a couple different people, but Kevin Van Hoosier is is one Van Hooser, Van Hoosier, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um is one of the guys and the chapter that we had to read was like fifty or sixty pages, so it was a lot longer than I expected. But it was it was really good. Like he starts it off and he talks about, you know, in this essay, I'm going to, you know, write about this and whatever. So afterwards, I looked it up online just to see if like he had posted it somewhere or if it was shareable because I was just like, man, this is real. Like it went deep pretty quickly. <laughs> and um, so you had to kind of like hold on while he went into all these. Different- I-, I could kind of see like some of the stuff that Paul Maxwell talks about because um, I know he studied under Van Hooser because he mentions it in one of his videos. Uh, like that's one of the reasons that he chose the seminary that he went to. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the whole, like it talks about the different um, forms of speech and it's specifically not even talking about like actual physical speech, but um, he uses, the, ref- he uses the, the term of a cultural text, which he just means that anything that a culture produces to say something. So even though it's the word text, like it could be an ad, it could be a movie. Like what is the cultural text behind this? Like what is it actually saying? And then he breaks it up into like the locutionary act, which is what the story, what the main you know point of the story of the text is. And then the illoc- illocutionary act, which is the, um, how it affects the environment when you... Uh, by actually making that statement. So like it just went deep really quickly and um, I really enjoyed it and I want to go back and read it. But again, it was like 50, 60 pages. So I probably won't for a while. Um, But the whole time I'm just like, man, this is, this is good stuff. So I'm stoked for the class for sure. Um, But yeah, things um, are gradually kind of like ramping, you know, just getting back into the swing of things and like, yeah, school started this week. Um, I'm, I'm helping out with another ministry, um, uh, this next coming week. And that's a, that's a commitment through the spring semester as well. So like there's, there's other stuff like, uh, that's why, that's why I, you know, tried to set my days and weeks and plan things ahead is cause like I knew things were going to get busier. And so here we are, um, but it's good. It's good, man. How are you doing? Now that uh, I've talked your ear off, d- d- uh, no, I was. It's, it's, it's good to hear these things. It's good to hear that <laughs> things are going well, and and yeah. and frankly, I enjoy sort of hearing the new, uh, this whole mapping out the ideal week thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's, I like that. I don't know if I could necessarily do that because my schedule, in a lot of ways, isn't nearly as self driven. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. You know, we talked about that. You know, there, there in the coming months, there may be some changes to some of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll talk about that later if it happens. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, there you go, guys. Hey, if you want to hear, <laughs> if you want to, you know, just quick plug for the Patreon. If you want to hear what I, if you want to sort of get what I'm referencing, uh, we, we talked about a little bit in our bro hang, which is an exclusive sort of podcast that we, uh, that is only accessible to our Patreons. Our patrons. Yeah, we get a little bit more personal in the pre-show. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not for the whole world to see. It's for the people who like us, if that makes sense. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Well, and it's like that's a, that's like where like we sometimes there's like political rants. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. there's like <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, it it tends to be sort of like a lot more peek behind the curtain stuff. Yeah. Um so yeah, things are good. Like the weather has mm-hmm. sort of like winter is here. It is not coming. Mm. It is here. Yeah, uh, and it came with a vengeance. Uh, Oof! It it was like the the first really cold day we had. It was just like blowing and whiteout conditions and lots of like, um, sort of like flurries and which and it it got kind of slick and nasty on the roads. And then we had like an okay day after that. And then there was Saturday. This last Saturday was uh was nightmarish because it basically sleeted the entire day. Oof. Um and for anybody who doesn't know what sleet is, it's basically wet ice balls. It's like it's like mm-hmm. it's like the step right past freezing rain. Um and so there was just this healthy layer of ice and slop everywhere. Um which was yeah, but whatever. You know, it was it was good. Um, yesterday, uh, yes, yesterday, um, yesterday, <laughs> you know, just had a, a good day sort of with, uh, you know, the Lord's day. It was just mm-hmm. had a good time, uh, at church. And then we had, we had lunch with our pastor and his family. Uh, they fed me tacos. And so <laughs> nice. I'm always nice. a fan of, you know, being fed tacos. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm a fan of being fed in general, um, which <laughs> sort of creates some problems. But you know, things are good. Things are good, man. Um, you know, not and and I'll get a little bit more into it. Um, but you know, sort of circling back around to just like the general tone and tenor of sort of these last three weeks has been. I am pleased with the trajectory. Like I'm pleased with sort of where I'm heading. Like in the fact that like. Over the last two or three weeks, it's not that I haven't gamed at all, but it's I really haven't been mm-hmm. playing as much as I used to, or especially in in regards to when we had backlog golf and everything. Uh, it's been a lot more. It, like I, it, you know, I I come home at five thirty. Uh, I have three, you know, three and a half, four hours, you know, and that's I have to eat and bathe and spend time with my wife and. There are other things that I have to do in that time too, <laughs> you know. So it's not like I just come home and you know there's the, I, there are other sort of requirements, and so you know usually uh, like th- any like sort of quiet time that I I have is spent sort of coming into uh, my reading room and pulling down one of the books that I'm reading through and chewing up some uh, chewing up some pages, not literally. Um, but you know, I, yeah. I, you know, some of it too is like, I need to actually, 
clean. Like I actually need to start organizing my books now. Like I have okay. the majority of my books are in the reading room. Um, and so now that I just have to, I have three shelves and they are mostly full. So Dang. three sets of shelves. Have have you read most of them? Uh most of the books I own. I would probably say I've read sixty percent of the books. Sixty nice. to seventy percent of the books I own. Cool. I cool. Typically ratio. don't buy things that I don't intend to read or Yeah. But yeah, I mean I'm looking at some of this stuff. There's stuff that I that's on my shelf that I wish I hadn't read. <laughs> <laughs> but um Gotcha. Uh you, you know, like I kept uh I kept like I have a philosophy of the philosophy of the mind textbook that I kept from when you know one of the times I dropped out of college that I really mm-hmm. enjoyed some of the essays in that. There's and some of these are Megan's books too. Now, if we were to include my Kindle library in that at that point <laughs> in time, I'd probably say it drops down to maybe fifty percent of what I own. I've read. Okay, well, even that's not too bad. Well, I, I I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, I'd, based on what I have. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 one of those things where it's like, you know, I just I was adding a bunch of books to my Amazon cart to sort of pick up, and I'm like, I need these. Like, I need holes in my head. Um, yeah. So, but that's I, I I yeah. Anyways, but yeah, no things are good. Things are good. Uh, Sweet. Just to sort of go back to that language, I'm in. I I am pleased with the trajectory so far. Now I just need to yeah. carry that into the rest of the year. One of the things, and I'll mention it, but I, I, I'm going to stop using Audible for a while, um, just okay to sort of adjust our budget and some of that stuff. But uh, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it when we get to our backlog report. So, um, nice. Yeah, things are good. So sweet. Well, I think that was a good segue. You want to just go ahead and jump right into the backlog report? I can do that. I can do Here that. Here we go. I am ready. All right. My think, body is I'm ready. ready. <laughs> All right, Reggie, calm down. Um, I'll, okay, so I guess I'll start off. Yeah, go ahead, you bud. just talked. So um, let's see. I do have a bunch of stuff to report because I have been playing a bit. It's it's been It's been like one week, barely any playing. Next week, a bunch of playing. So it's, it's kind of been back and forth. Um uh been playing Persona 5, you know, mm. as it goes. I finished the first palace mm-hmm. and so it's it's gotten inter- it's funny because like I still feel like there's a lot of tutorial that I'm still going through and mm. I'm like, you know, 12 hours into the game. Um but that's just how it goes. Um I'm I'm very happy with the amount of challenge in the game as well. Like you definitely have to kind of like optimize um, like just the, the time spent inside the palaces, like mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know, maybe it gets easier later, but like I was running out of stuff pretty quickly, quicker than I would have liked if that makes sense. So, um, yeah. no, I'm digging it. Yeah. Uh, I think it gets easier in the sense that your toolkit becomes a little more fleshed out. Like you have access okay. to more spells and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. yeah, not. I, okay. uh, item management and uses still can it can be a real downer gotcha gotcha um but yeah no i'm i'm really digging it you know like i mentioned last time i've i've been 
uh, surprised by the narrative so far. It 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 definitely does some interesting stuff um, in terms of like where how it comes at sort of the themes of the game. Um, so it's it's cool. I'm digging it. Uh, I still feel like I'm just starting out, and you know, like I said, I'm probably 13, 14 hours in at this point. So that's fun. Um, also been uh, playing Bravely Second on 3DS and really enjoying that. It's it's way more lighthearted, but really enjoying it. It's it's funny. There's a you know we were talking on the Discord a little bit. There's like this this dumb uh, mini game that you can play. I say dumb because it's almost it, it's pretty passive. Like you don't really do much in it. Um, but because you don't do much in it, I can literally have my 3ds open and have the characters like doing this mini game while I'm playing persona five. And so because of that, I've probably added like six or seven hours to bravely second, even though I'm not doing anything in the game, it's just like going through this, this dumb little mini game. Um, so that, that's kind of funny, but no, enjoying that for sure. I'm still, I, I still feel pretty early on in the game and now I can't give you a basis of hours cause it says 20 hours in the game. And I'm like, I've not played 20 hours of this game. Um, I've just had the 3ds open for 20 hours while this game has been running. Um, so, uh, yeah, I still feel pretty early in that as well, but definitely digging it. Um, but then I did uh, mention this a bit on the pre-show. I did pick up a game, okay? No backlog golf, so I'm not going to take any point. I don't have to feel bad about no crushing a new guilt. game. <laughs> um, but I picked up the, um, the Nonary Games on PS mm. Vita. So this is a, a collection of two different... Um, visual novels but okay. they're uh, they're they're like anime style visual novels um that are basically like horror games um and but they're like um so so think like ace attorney you know like it yeah. a lot a lot yeah. of reading and then some investigation type stuff but it's like you go through a series of escape rooms so the 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 setup of the game well okay, okay actually before i go into that uh, so it's actually two different games. The first game is called uh, Nine Persons, Nine Doors, Nine Hours. Mm-hmm. And that one was originally re- released on the DS. And I've been looking for it for a while because I've actually owned the second game for a while on PS Vita. I bought it when it was on sale digitally a long time ago. Now I have a second copy of it um, simply because uh, I wanted to play the first game first because I do believe they're actually pretty connected. Mm. At least that's my understanding. So I, I never actually started the, the second game in the series. Um, and the first game on DS was kind of, it's kind of expensive for a used game. Like I've never seen it under $20. And it, it makes sense because it's a rated M DS game. You know, it, it's an anime style horror game. Like it's just, it's kind of niche, you know, like yeah. the, the people buying new Super Mario Brothers aren't, thinking you know okay what am i gonna play next 999 uh no so anyways i i started this game up and i'm actually i've enjoyed it way more than i expected so the the premise is sort of like like the saw movies if that makes sense there are nine people trapped in this building and they have to go through these different escape rooms 
and you don't know who the the killer is. You don't know why you're there. No one knows why they're there. You can't. You can hardly like trust anyone else because you don't know if you know they're actually the killer. But you're going through these rooms together, and people are dying, and uh, there there is language in the game as well. It it's but it's also because it's a um, visual novel. Like there's a lot of characterization. You get to know all the different characters, but at the same time, you don't know if you can trust them. So like it, it's it's a really mm. interesting kind of premise, and and I'm I like how it's fleshed out. Actually, earlier today, I just finished a run of the game. So apparently, there are like six different endings, and five of them are bad endings. Uh, oh you have goodness. to like yeah. So. I got a bad ending <laughs> and like basically everyone I know died. <laughs> um, so I had to start the game over, but this game does have, it has it, like it, it has a flow chart within the game. So you can skip to not necessarily like skip everything, but you can fast forward the game through the visual novel parts just to get to some of the choices. And okay. so you can go with different people into different rooms. Does it, so like, does it sort of map that out for you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It shows you on the flow chart, like where those decisions are. It doesn't show you like what decisions you have to make in order to go a specific way, does but it, it like show, shows but it a fork in the show road. you like the decision that you made last time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It kind of grays it out. Um, yeah. So it like you can like choose you've again, done this but... one. So these will, these yeah. two will. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I started up a second run of the game, and and it's cool because like now I'm going to different rooms with different people, and it's flushing out their characters more. Um, so now I'm kind of understanding why I got such a bad ending the first time around. Is like I was just with the people who are not very interested, or at least you know the the people that I'm with this time definitely have a lot more to say, and so it all kind of comes together in the true ending, but. You know, I guess you have to play it like six times, but you can fast forward it. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really enjoying it. I, I actually wanted to start playing it because it's a game that I could play with one hand, um, cause it's mostly reading. Um, so I don't have to like focus on it, if that makes sense. You know, like most other games that I play. So, you know, I can like be walking or, you know, on the elliptical or whatever. It's a lot easier um, as opposed to using both my hands. So, uh, 999 or the Nonary games, I'm enjoying it. Cool. Um, just some of the other stuff that I've been into, um, which is kind of funny. I haven't been to the movies in a while. I saw two movies last week. Oh. Um, my wife and I went out and we saw a Korean movie called Parasite. I saw her post like the trailer for that. That looks yeah. weird. It kind of is it. it it seems like kind of a quirky, funny sort of thing. Yes. Okay, because it's like that's the sort of thing that could also get like super dark real yes. quick. All of the above. Oh. Um, and so like going into it, I had watched the trailer and yeah, it just seems the trailer I think is great because it doesn't give anything away. And so I'm like, th- 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 one, that was just a great trailer and now I'm interested and then I started looking into it, like seeing different reviewers and stuff. And it had, it made a lot of like best movie of 2019 lists. Okay. Um, after watching it, I don't know if I, I wouldn't say it was the best movie of 2019, but I do think it was really good. Um, I don't want to give anything away. Um, 
it's yeah, it's it's a lot of different things. It does have some comedic tone to it. It does have some very um, unsettling things in it as well. Um, but it it was it was really good. It is all in Korean, so you know you're going to be reading subtitles the whole time. Um, but we both yeah. really enjoyed it. Um, so that that Dude, was a good time. Just speaking of, have you ever just like you said Korean movies? I'm pretty sure that mm-hmm. uh, Old Boy is a Korean. Oh movie. yes. Have you watched oh, yes. Old Boy? I have. Okay, I have. that movie is super messed up. I would not recommend yes. any of the listeners go watch it if you haven't already <laughs> seen it. But that scene in the hallway. Oh, yeah. He, the, uh-huh. With the hammer and he's fighting all those dudes. Is yes. One of like it. I. That's like one of those scenes that is burned into my brain. And I have a buddy mm-hmm. who's a film buff and he, okay. he was the one who turned me on to that movie. He's like, so we watched that and he's like that scene and, and he stopped that day and he's like, this is one take. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? Like, yeah. Yeah. I just, so anytime somebody's like, you know, like anytime Korean film comes up, I'm like, old boy, hallway scene. That's where my brain goes. Like, it's just like, I know yes. that's not like, I think, isn't the Vengeance trilogy Korean as well? Yeah. Okay. Well, because that one is part of it, isn't it? I'm, yeah, old boy is I like the that middle. Was the second one because it's yeah. no sympathy for Mister Vengeance. Then it's old boy, and then it's Lady Vengeance. Yeah, okay. I have not seen either of those two. No sympathy boy. is. Mm-hmm. I did not watch <laughs> Lady Vengeance, um, but no okay. sympathy for Mister Vengeance or whatever. I think it's called mm-hmm. No Sympathy. Anyway, yeah, what, I think so. whatever that. Yeah. That one was rough. That one like okay. left some scars on my brain. <laughs> wow. Like more so than old boy? Uh, different types of scarring. Um okay. like okay. like it's it's the one that I want there's there's a particular scene that like if you ever plan on watching it like you can tell me. There's a particular scene where I just like I was like like curling up into myself and like, I'm not, I'm not like a, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not one of those people that gets like super squeamish. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I can, but I don't get super squeamish, but I was like curling up into myself, like reacting viscerally to what was going on in the screen. Like, and I don't do that when I'm watching a movie. Like I was like, you know, like where you're, you're whole, you're having like a whole body reaction to what you're seeing. Yeah, and yeah. I, 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 I didn't do that to old boy. Like old okay. boy, like there were okay. times where old boy, I was like, oh, like you know, I sort of like do the yeah. oh, exactly. Um, it was like the ending was like my jaw was on the floor. Oh, the end, the ending kind of got me going. Oh. Like oh, oh, oh no, 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 no. Yeah, but yeah. Anyways, so you watch Parasite. It's yeah, it's not sorry. nearly as disturbing as those two, though, no. right? Okay. No, 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 definitely not. Cool. Um, cool, cool, cool. So cool. have you, sorry, so you, you mentioned Old Boy, you mentioned that scene in Old Boy. There is a similar scene, or or what feels like a an homage to that scene in a movie called Snowpiercer. Yep. Have you ever seen Snowpiercer? Yes. So the Which same guy Which is based on directed, a French novel. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that part, but that's mm-hmm. cool. Um. The uh, director of Snowpiercer did Parasite. So uh, very different movies. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, the, the, yeah. They, Snowpiercer is the same. super weird. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, I could tell it was a comic book. Like it felt like a comic book, um, but it was fun. It was a good time. It was a good time for sure. Um, anyways, yeah, I, I can't really go into Parasite, but I do, I would recommend it. I don't know if it's still in theaters. I was actually surprised that it was, we went to go see a movie called Knives Out and we were late and okay. the theater that we were that's going the, to that's doesn't Ryan, let you in if you're late. Uh, yes. Ryan mm-hmm. Johnson. Yep. So that was actually the one that I went and saw later in the week because okay. I had a, a free, like they sent me, uh, this theater chain sent Regal theater sent me a, a free ticket, uh, for my birthday, which was last month. And oh. they were like, it's good for 30 days. And so uh, later in the week, I just went and saw Knives Out by myself. And uh, it was really good. Have it was seen, a lot of fun. Besides the Star Wars movies, have you seen any other Ryan Johnson films? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They are great. Like, when I heard he was doing Star Wars, I was just like, this is going to be awesome. Because Brick is fantastic Brick and is Looper awesome. is fantastic. Both of those movies are, are top tier in my mind. I liked Blo- Brothers Bloom. Um, but I, prefer, I don't think it was I actually as good. like Brothers Bloom more than I like Looper. Wow. Okay. Okay. I, oh I have man. Mark Ruffalo and um, mm-hmm. is it Adrian? They just have yeah. Adrian Brody. Yeah. You have yeah. It. It's like just amazing chemistry. Yeah. And it's just such like it's to me it's like such like a fun little romp. And I yes, I I yeah. like that. Looper was kind of weird <laughs> okay okay like, i i have to yeah I, to to be honest i probably need to go back and rewatch it because it, it's like one of those movies that just it probably deserves a second watch brick is phenomenal and i will just mm-hmm. wholeheartedly recommend if you haven't seen that like it is a little adult in some ways but mm-hmm. it is there's some mature themes but it is phenomenal yeah. Like I watched that yeah. and I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I would recommend, uh, I mean, yeah, at this point you're going to be seeing it on, you know, on at home. Um, I would recommend putting on subtitles because it is a neo noir film mm-hmm. set in a high school. And so they use a lot of like, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, just a lot of slang, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's hard to, understand what they're talking about unless you understand what they're talking about (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know when they talk about the pigs like they're talking about the the cops you know they they just use a lot of terminology that they do not explain so you kind of have to like hold on and and really kind of pay attention um in order to to figure out just all the like the nuances so but yeah brick is fantastic yeah so knives out ryan johnson did it um I was I was impressed, uh, especially after Star Wars, because I'm pretty sure it's universally accepted. But the Last Jedi is basically trash. Um, so the, the next movie that he puts out, like, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. It was a good one for sure. I didn't see the ending coming because it's a murder mystery. Um, mm. You know, so they they Daniel could have Craig, gone I've heard a few Daniel different Craig ways with, with a it. southern accent is magnificent. It's it's funny. Uh, it, yes, yeah. His acting is great because he's very different than like James Bond. You know, he's very eccentric. Um, but there were there were time. His character is more complex than it, he lets on, mm-hmm. and so uh, I was like slightly disappointed through most of the movie until he started kind of revealing more of himself, and then I'm like, okay, okay, good. 
because I didn't want him to be so one note, if that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. anyways, uh, don't want to give anything away because it is a mystery. Um, the one thing I will say without getting too political, but this um, one thing I was really impressed at is because one of the things I think that one of the reasons The Last Jedi was not very good is because of some of the messaging that they kind of shoved in um, that gets in the way of actually good storytelling. Um, in this movie, I was very um, pleased. There are specific characters that are basically, so it's about a family. Um, there are family dynamics that are going on where people are um, having political conversations. And I was actually very impressed because it it felt like an actual um, shouting match between far right and far left. Uh, because the things that they were saying, like he actually used kind of like the best and worst of both sides to explain their arguments. It was not like a typical Hollywood, like left leaning propaganda kind of thing. It was like, no, the, the, the left, the character who's, who's, who's giving these diatribes also is very flawed and you see their flaws pretty prominently and same with the people on the right side of the aisle like they're actually giving articulate even though they're shouting like they're actually explaining their point of view pretty well and you also see their flaws so i was like he actually gave like time for both sides i was not expecting that props to you sir hmm. um but also most everyone in the movie is terrible so yeah that's just how it goes Anyways, um, once again, I feel like I'm rambling, but th- those are some of the stuff that I've been getting into, uh, I guess, before I let go, because I did uh, mention in the pre-show, at least, some of the stuff that I've been getting into as well um, is this idea, I- I've-, I've kind of gone down this rabbit hole on YouTube primarily, but also some books uh, that I've been looking into, I haven't started reading, of um, this idea of minimalism. I was first introduced to this idea through the book that we read a couple years ago as in, in the book club. The Marie um, Kondo Marie, book? Yes, exactly. And so it's kind of a roundabout way because, you know, she has her own ways of saying things and doing things that are a little more eccentric than kind of the, the basic kind of ideas. But yeah, it all kind of boils down to just like getting rid of the clutter in life so that you could focus on the things that are most important. That's the basic kernel of what minimalism is. And so it's interesting to see how it plays out in other people's life and how I can apply it to mine, yeah. basically. So yeah. this is one of the things that I'm kind of getting into. It's always good to to remind myself of some of this stuff because especially, we've talked about it on this podcast, how I can be a bit of a collector, a bit of a hoarder, and I need to not do that. That's not good. Now, that said, I mean, like, I'm totally fine with having a video game collection and I'm not getting rid of it. Um, but I just also see other areas of my life where it's like, you know, I've held on to this t-shirt for a couple of years and I haven't worn it in six months. Like just get rid of it, you know, like give it to Goodwill because I have other t-shirts. Like I don't need an old t-shirt that I might wear someday. Like, no, if I don't like wearing it, then no, it's leaving. So, uh, yeah, that's one of the things. And then that's kind of also led into looking into some stoic philosophy, which has mm-hmm. been interesting as well. Um, because I think I think it, it shares that same kind of kernel of kind of shearing away the um, 
the unnecessary things in life and really kind of focusing and, and being honest with yourself about certain things and, and behaviors and the way that, that people act. So um, it is a secular philosophy. So, you know, you don't go whole hog on it, but it, it is, there are certainly some interesting concepts that are um, espoused and something, you know, like one of the first things um, I, I'm actually reading a book and I can't remember what it's called, listening to a book, um, on Stoic philosophy. And the first thing that it talks about is um, basically like you, man, I'm going to totally butcher this. I wish I could like just pull one of the pithy quotes because that's kind of what Stoicism is. Um, but it's basically like you decide how much external things affect you. You know, like you decide to take offense by different things. There is one of them, and I can't remember which which it was like Cato or Marcus Aurelius or one -hmm. of them said something along the lines of that, like whether the people are throwing roses at you or stones has no bearing on doing what's right. And yeah, that's, that's was, is that sort of the, the idea that you were getting like, it's like you have to do what you have to do and all these outside factors don't need to be brought into it. It's like, you know, it doesn't matter sort of what other people's reactions are going to be or how the world's mm-hmm. going to see it. Like you need to do what is right and you need to do what you need to do. And, you know, you have to like, you know, and if people congratulate you for it, great. And if they hate you for it, okay, that's fine too. You did what you had to. Yeah. And, and it's like, but yeah, the, the, like a lot, the, the beauty of stoicism is that a lot of it is just captured in these very like sort of like pithy sort of quotes. Yeah. Yeah. Very eloquently put. Um, and so I'm just butchering it at this moment, but it's been really interesting, you know, it's just since we're doing our reports on some of the stuff that we've been into, I would, I would recommend it, you know, look into it. Um, obviously it's, yeah, not, don't go whole hog, but like it's it's some good stuff to kind of yeah. think over and see how it applies to you. So the, the, that's what I've been into. The best parts of Stoicism really do echo scriptural like mm-hmm. ethics. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, because it is it is concerned with and uh, okay, I'm going to jump in <laughs> again. Um, the, the, one of the things that I've I've noticed is that it. it it is very when you start looking at stoic philosophy it is very different than what we assume just based on the common colloquial use of stoicism is yeah. you know you may it's to me stoicism is like not being affected by anything at all you know like never having emotion like being cold and callous to the world basically well that's um, and that's, that's, that's a cartoon of it but yeah. exactly yeah Exactly. And, and so, yeah, the, the actual philosophies, um, that, that's not what, what they're saying. Um, it's actually much more, yeah, much more lively than that, but it's a pursuit, um, at its core, it's a pursuit of virtue is what they hold to the highest. So, so like, you know, I learned, you know, back in school, there were the Stoics and there were the Epicureans and the Epicureans were the ones that were hedonists, right? Any pleasure, just go for it that pleasure is the highest good of mankind. And um, the Stoics were the opposite of that. They said, no pleasure. You know, we don't take pleasure in anything. 
Uh, so we have to be, you know, yeah, again, cold and callous. And that's yeah, that's actually that's, sort of a misrepresentation of both of those camps. Exactly. Yes, so. exactly. Epicureans, they held, at least the way that this book explained it, they held to pleasure as being, yes, as being the highest good, or at least what mankind would always strive towards is finding pleasure, but not necessarily pleasure in eating a pint of ice cream, but like there is greater pleasure to be found in um, providing for your family, you know, something like that. Whereas the Stoics said that virtue was greater than personal pleasure. Um, so th- th- mm. it's at its mm. core, it's the pursuit of virtue. And I think that's where it kind of overlaps with Christian ethics. Um, yeah. I so. think it just, since philosophy was one of sort of the things <laughs> I say, like I would okay. just sort of say, just as a sort of closing note on on that particular, uh, the mm-hmm. Epicureans were mainly concerned with aesthetics, the pursuit okay. of beauty, um, and beauty was a good. Okay. Um, the, I, the, and again, this is sort of a caricature, but this is sort mm-hmm. of like, if you look at the general thrust, the Epicureans were, and it was like, yes, it was about pursuing pleasure, but it was like the finest pleasures. Mm-hmm. It was. It wasn't like, Drink so much that you get drunk because that's fun. It was like drink the best wine, drink the best mm-hmm. beer, you know, eat the best food. It was it was sort of like that that sort of that and again, this is sort of a caricature. Yeah. But that's that was sort of like the thrust of the the Epicure the Epicureans, I I think, would sort of say, chase after excellence in in, in art and beauty and craftsmanship. Gotcha. Um, whereas the Stoics were primarily concerned with ethics. And so what you do, do the right thing, you know, mm-hmm. is, is sort of like, do the right thing. The end, um, is sort of what the, the, uh, uh, uh the, the Stoic sort of bullet point would be, but awesome. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. I've been digging it. I've been digging it. Good. So I'm glad. how about you, man? What, what do you have to report on now that I've talked to everyone's ear off? Ah, no, I, I, well, if, if everyone else hated it, I enjoyed sort of (laughs) hearing about it. So, um, as far as reading goes, uh, brought up that I, I've been sort of working through the ESV readers. Um, yeah, I have sort of waffled between my approach. Uh, there are some days where I might read like two chapters. So I'm reading through the Pentateuch, the books of poetry, and then the Gospels and Acts, and okay. each one of those is a separate volume within the. And so I'm reading a chapter or two of each one of those every day, um, and sometimes I the, for a while I was actually just reading a chapter of each one of those every day, and then sometimes it was like, but there was last week there were a few days where I just like I read a couple chapters in the Pentateuch, and then the next day I read a couple chapters in poetry. And then the next day, a couple of chapters in the Gospels. Um, so, I think sort of the rhythm that is probably most will be most beneficial is one section Pentateuch, one section poetry, one section Gospels and Acts. And like, and this is sort of like, but again, I waffle on some of that stuff. I'm I'm sort of indecisive there. Um, I'm also sort of been reading through the Institutes. I'm finally through the preface. Uh, and so I'm, <laughs> I'm a little bit behind on the reading schedule, but I also, pr- I also, since I started a little later than 
New Year or New Year's Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I plan on reading six or seven days out of the week. So I that should give me time. Like it's a five day a week reading schedule. And so if okay. I read a section or two or if I read six days out of the week, there should be time for me to sort of like chew through some of that. Chew through that. I think I can hit that within the year. Uh, with scripture, you know, if I sort of keep this trajectory, I will be through the entirety of the Bible in six or seven months. Um, Dang. If I keep that trajectory. Like, yeah. Because each one of the reading plans is 70 to 80 days or whatever. And I'm reading through, and and if I miss a day or two, like I don't beat myself up about it. Like I still, I'm doing my quiet time using table talk and everything. Anyways, so yeah, my reading, uh, I'm about 100 to 120 pages in on Anna Karenina. And I will Dang. sort of, it so far is one of the most enchanting books I've ever read. There's something about wow. that book that I, I really... Um, I can't remember. Let me pull up my phone. Uh, the translation that I have was actually the one that the guys from, again, the Bookening recommended. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I, I, I don't, I don't know if like what I haven't read another translation. So, but um, it is the uh, Richard. Pever or Pavar. It's his last name is P E V E A R, and then Larissa Volokonsky, uh, V O L O K H O N S K Y. Uh, but the the translation is just it's a delight to read. Um, Tolstoy's prose is a delight to read. Kind of makes me almost wish yeah. I knew how to read in Russian. Um, <laughs> It's, it's, it's very like, and I, I'm not even an eighth of the way through the book. So, or I might mm-hmm. be like an eighth of a way through the book, but it's like, it's so oh, okay. far, it's very compelling. And each, each section is very sort of like, it's written in these sort of like, almost like little vignettes. Like, so it's like two or three pages, okay. you know, and it sort of tells like this little chunk and it sort of follows like four or five different people. It's, it's very good. Very good. I, I very much, um like it um i've been listening though to a piece of i guess it would fall under young adult fiction written by andrew peterson um the wing feather saga i've been listening to the second book it's it's north or be eaten and so far that book has just sort of like I am not enjoying the general, th- like the narrative thrust, just because like the characters. There's, it's very, it's very hard. Like there's a lot of sort of like suffering in this part of the book, and ultimately, mm. I know, like I know that there's probably like happy endings sort of in store in some ways. Um, you know, Peterson is is a Christian songwriter and singer, and he's a very talented man. Um, but I, I recommend it. But it's just like there's also like there are parts where I'm just like I just want a win, and in yeah. some ways I think it's sort of like Ugh. it's 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 sort of actually very and it's very clever I think at the very least I think it it sort of actually demonstrates like a real skill that like he he's like I'm still like like hungrily listening to the book 
And even though I'm not getting the wins that I want, like, I think like in some ways it's just a very honest sort of take on, but in a way that's, that's very palatable on, on just life that sometimes mm-hmm. you just don't get the wins you want. And, uh, like, you know, I want like the happy ending. I want like nice resolution. And there's, there's two more books in the series, but, um, there's just been a lot of like, there's a lot of like moments in there that are sort of like, like, I, I can see it coming and it still makes me mad. <laughs> Like, yeah. like, no, huh. don't do that. Oh, like you just want to grab somebody and like, and, and I think that's just a testament to the, the quality of his writing too, that like, I am that invested in those characters. Yeah. Um, uh, as far as games, I haven't been playing a whole lot. Doesn't mean I haven't played a bunch of different stuff, which I actually just wanted to sort of throw this out there. It was, uh, for anybody who listens to uh, Colin Moriarty's uh, Colin's Last Stand stuff, uh, if you are a patron, you get access to the Sacred Symbols Plus podcast. And okay. uh, he actually talked, he, he and his co-host, Chris uh, Raygun. Uh, and again, like, uh, you know, you sort of have to throw out, but like, listen, I, I don't fully endorse everything they say. I sort of enjoy the content and sometimes I just sort of roll my eyes and I'm like, oh, this is dumb. But um <laughs> Overall, I enjoy the content, and uh, they talk. They talked about backlog management on one of their episodes, and it was interesting. And there was a okay, they, a lot of their stuff is like riffing with like um, the the listeners, like so they take a lot of like feedback and commentary, and they sort of respond to questions asked of them. And somebody actually wrote in, and I just thought this was a really helpful little tool for people who are sort of like trying to make some headway on their backlogs. And it's something that I'm going to try to implement and maybe, maybe modify a little bit, but I thought it was good. Um, and again, uh, I'm trying to sort of like punch through this, uh, but it was mm-hmm. basically, they have a, a three game rule. So they play three games at the same time. Okay. One of them is a new game. One of them is an indie game and one is a classic game. So if there are any classic games on the backlog, that's an opportunity to sort of chew through that. Uh, indie games, sort of same thing. And then new games, I'm, I'm talking, I'm assuming that's sort of like the, the single A, triple A space. Like that's the, the higher budget sort of like bigger titles. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was like, uh, you know, like, or even I would say like stuff within a couple of years or stuff that's on a current uh, console generation, like that, that could probably, should probably count as new game. Um, but I thought that was, that was good. And I might even add like a fourth care uh, category because one of the big ways that I play games um, lately, especially has been multiplayer. Um, like yeah. Hopping on that's and what doing. I was going to say. Uh, so uh, I'll just sort of rattle through this. I have been sort of, I haven't really made any headway on Persona 5. I fired it up a little bit today and I just was like, kind of like not feeling it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like when, when you, when you fire that game up, it really does sort of like demand a, a sizable chunk of attention, if not time. Uh, but I've been playing uh, Ori in the Blind Forest still on my Switch I think that, and that's, so that would sort of fall under the indie game. Uh, and that game nice. is, is absolutely charming. There are some insanely frustrating platforming challenges in that game though. Okay. Like, um, mm. It's, it's super satisfying. Traver- it's, it, it's like hollow Knight traversal kind of like when okay. you think about like 
there's like a skill set. Um, the game is not nearly as combat heavy as Hollow Knight, but like the traversal and everything, um, like it's it's good, but it's also sort of making me a little crazy. So, uh, but that's yeah. just sort of like, but it's it's kind of like I imagine playing Celeste would be, where there's like, and sometimes it's like once you figure out the screen or the puzzle, they're like, oh, and like, and that's and the game sort of lends itself to that, like you can create save points anywhere, you know, and and stuff like that. So, um, so Ori and the Blind Forest, Persona Five, Division Two, actually played like a couple hours yeah. today with Parker. Um, that's probably what I've played the most of out of in the last couple of weeks. I have been, uh, I picked up Gunman Clive and Gunman Clive two for like $4 total on 3ds. <laughs> and I've been playing nice. through Gunman Clive, which is just sort of a, a little weird little romp. And I have had a hankering for chess. And so, okay. I've been playing pure chess on my 3DS and getting trounced on the second and third difficulties. Um, <laughs> their second and third easiest difficulties. So I'm very rusty. Um, but it, it's been fun to get back into that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and like I said, I'm going to weed some of that out uh, just to sort of focus. But th- those are the things I've been playing lately. Uh, as far as my memorization goes... Uh, just to sort of report in on that, I, I've been using verses and and I think it was like 10, 10 or 11 days out of the last 14, I spent at least five minutes in the app reviewing scripture and sort of adding on to that. And so, um, and, 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 and that's like, you know, it's not perfect. It's not every day. Uh, and it's, it's five minutes versus where I should probably yeah. be spending like 15, 20. Um, but it's, it's headway. And so I'll take it. Um, yeah definitely uh but yeah i mean other than that so that's my backlog report so nice nice huzzah Huzzah. i I dig it i dig it we've both gone through a lot over the past couple weeks um but now it's time for us to pull out some scissors for the next portion of that get the chopping and cutting that's true it's gonna take more than just scissors we're gonna need the butcher block. Ooh, maybe do some pounding, some tenderizing. Mm. Um, Before we get into the list proper, um, I did think it would only be right to take a minute here and give a bit of a shout out to some of our, uh, you know, we, we talked about Backlog Golf and I don't think we really named anybody specifically. I think we might have mentioned a few things, but there were some top scores in there that I think just mm-hmm. deserve credit. Um, and I think pretty much the undisputed king of Backlog Golf was our man. Uh, the henchin dad himself, Wesley Ray, with negative yep. 64. And again, I'm pretty sure that's either Witch Magic or Time Lord mm-hmm. Tomfoolery. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. It's true. I don't get it. Uh, but then uh, Lauren uh, 
I don't know how to say her last name, but I would say Lauren Paschke. Um, mm-hmm. Negative 51. And that, like, <sighs> tremendous numbers. Like, and I'm just like, well done. And then, uh, let's see. Uh, we had some negative 26 from you, um, mm-hmm. which, the, dude, compared to my negative seven or eight, it's very impressive. Well done, sir. Um, Thank you. Jacob Van Olst hit negative 50. Yes. Yeah. Um, very impressive okay. numbers there. Uh, we had a couple guys who were trying to get the most um, by the most. Uh, and so, so we had a, a positive 35. Uh, I think Micah had like a positive 20 something. And Jesse Knopp mm-hmm. um, had a positive. I'm just going to like ballpark and say 300. Um, because he would just buy boxes of old video games from garage sales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just wanted to real quick, you know, circle back around to that and just say, hey, guys, thanks so much. And uh, for those of you who really you know, took this opportunity to crush it, uh, well done. Well done. Yeah. Uh, so we have a spreadsheet to sort of start chopping up, Josh. and. <laughs> Out of this spreadsheet, we got 138 entries, um, and we have to we have to whittle that down to 100. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah. oh, so I was just gonna I was just gonna kind of explain what this is and where it came from. So this was actually birthed out of the um, the contest that we were running. Um, for the $25 gift card. We were asking everyone for your top 10 games of all time so that we could create a list of, you know, the official, unofficial backlog breakdown top 100 games of all time. Because, you know, we, we just kind of assumed we'd get more than 10 people adding to this list so that we could have, you know, more than 100 games or at least 100 games. And turns out we... um have a list of the top 138 games, um, at least from who has has entered this. So uh, we've got this list here. We're taking a look at it. Um, there are some things we are in, in great agreement with, and there are other games where, well, we'll talk about them. We're, we're going to discuss them. Um, so we've, you know, based on how everyone has voted in their own top 10 games, we've denoted different scores. We've added up all those scores and gotten our top 138 games of all time. So this time around, because, you know, we do, you know, we were just joking when we started off the podcast earlier about how we can't, you know, have this go for two and a half hours, but there's, there's a little bit of truth in that. We didn't want to completely overwhelm you, so we're not going to go through the entire list today. This week is going to be the the bottom half of the list. So we're looking at the top of our bottoms in this episode. And... Oh. <laughs> I was actually, I was thinking along those lines myself. I was like, what should, what should we call this? Tackling, you know, let's take it from the bottom. There you go. That, I like so. that. It's a little more family friendly. Um, and so that's, yeah, that's what we're going to be looking at today. We're going to go to about the 50th, um, game here, but we decided that we are going to go ahead and, and go through these honorable mentions, all the games that were under a hundred, um, 
because, as we alluded to earlier with the scissors and the knives and the chopping block, there's a lot of the games in this list that we are going to veto because we can, because this is our podcast and we do what we want. So it's, it's technically it's our list. You just gave us the information. Exactly. You helped helped you you for, for the like 15 people who helped, uh, you helped populate it and we appreciate that. Um, but too, I, I did want to just take a minute to Josh to sort of explain some of the mechanics of this list. So we okay. asked people to give us their top 10. All right. And if you rank that, you got basically, so your number one would get 10 points and on down the line. So your, your, your right. number one game would get 10 points. And then that sort of gets thrown into a spreadsheet. Well, we had some people who tried to sort of like um, play games. Yeah. And I say, give me 10. And they're like, well, I'm just going to include this entire series, like Uncharted or Kingdom Hearts. And I'm going to say you were punished because you did not choose. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I did for that is uh, I took all like, so if you get, if you put uh, just for instance, for example, uh, we had uh, a guy who put the Kingdom Hearts games in slot number one now i could have been a real stinker and said (laughs) we're gonna take every like all 20 kingdom hearts games and we're going to sort of like divide all those those like those 10 points in between all those but what i did instead is i took the three mainline titles i rounded it down so that it was easily divisible by three so that gives me nine points and as a bit of a penalty and so each one of them got three points. Uh, you know, we had something similar happen with uh, the Command and Conquer series. And uh, okay. then we had something happen with, I think, Metal Gear Solid and got thrown into that. And then um, Uncharted. Some people did, you yeah. know. And then, then we had some people who just said, well, these are my top 10 in no particular order. And so what we did at that point in time is just, that sent that roughly about I think it was like fifty five points for okay. the the ten I can't remember the actual but it was like basically like each one like instead of getting the full fifty five points assigned to your votes they just got like five each so your votes were counted in in a way as less um you know so instead of having the fifty five total points to distribute throughout it. They had 50 because it just, each one of their games picked up five points. Okay. So, um, yeah. and, and that's, that makes sense. And then, you know, and then, and there's some stuff in the background too that, you know, you know, we're not going to lay all of it. We can't, you know, the magician doesn't tell all their tricks, but uh, our, our patrons got a little bit of there's, they were able to sort of, uh, because they like us and they give us money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they they could uh there were there were certain advantages that we gave them uh as far as just when it comes to sort of generating this list um and preserving some of their favorite games or titles um but so that's where we're going to go and so let's just start i guess you know if or, do you have the list handy Josh are you looking at I it I do Okay. I do. So the first two, uh, the MGS series and Command and Conquer the series, 
uh, they actually netted zero points. Yeah, they they averaged out to yes, because of, because of the series. Like it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. I mean, Metal Gear. So if you're and that's too Metal Gear Solid, Solid series. Like, what does that mean? Do you count uh, Revengeance? Or is that just mainline series? Is that I like assume it's numbers? just mainline series. Yeah, I just counted the numbers if, when I did that. So, yeah. like the the or the main numbered titles or whatever. So, right. Um, but and even, even that, like, yeah, that's five titles. So that has to be at least fifth on your list in order to get any points at all. So because it was under that, um, we couldn't divide it up in such a way that made sense. So it is an honorable mention, but it has zero points technically. So um, because of that, because we are seeking to make the top 100, and because this is our podcast, uh, we're Nixon Metal Gear Solid. It's not going to be on here. We're, yeah, that's uh, that's going and to command the, and, block. the command and conquer series. Like that's just true. as as a general entry. Uh, next up, uh, Sleeping Dogs comes in and mm-hmm. and in a lot of ways it's like this is just sort of alphabetical up to a certain point uh because you know you had a bunch of ones and threes and twos and fours and stuff and it but anyways so sleeping dogs uh yeah it it made slot 136 or well 137 yeah. but yeah it's like eh, doesn't mean anything so we bid yeah, you it's, it's- you're, you're cutting that one. Have you ever played Sleeping Dogs? I've heard it's really good. I have it, and it's it's yeah. on my sort of like pile of games to get around to at some point in time. Yep. Me I, too. But I'm just saying, like for all intents and purposes, I mean, like we got one. It got one vote. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's because like, it's so far down here. Yeah. That that makes sense. It's certainly for me. It's like noted. Okay. This is that, because I'm in the same camp. I own it. I think I actually own it on multiple systems. I think I have it on PS3 and then I got the definitive edition on steam. Cause it was like $3. Mm. Um, and you know, it's going to play better on my PC anyway. So, uh, I, I want to play it now that I have Yakuza zero. I don't know <laughs> which one I'll go for first. But okay, since I haven't played it either, um, taking note, lots of people think it's a good game, but yeah, it's gonna, we're gonna have to nix it. So moving on to Pillars of Eternity. Yep, Pillars of Eternity. I know it's supposed to be pretty good. It's got a sequel coming out that's pretty beloved. Oh, yeah. But, uh, this was a return to form from the the guys who like created those old school PC RPGs, this is, right? I think it's Obsidian. Okay, okay. So yeah, there and you go. yeah, they, I mean, they, like they've done a lot of like that tabletop sort of turn based sort of mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate yeah. sort of stuff. Um, there you go. There you go. But yeah, I think I got this one free from like Twitch or something like that. So I own it and I've heard good things, but I've also heard that it's massive and it's one of those games where like your decisions affect everything. Mm-hmm. And so you can, you know, it's like a 30 hour game in and of itself, but almost every playthrough is different. So it's like, oh, it's daunting. Yeah. Um, it's, it's something that I, I'm interested in, but the reality is it's probably going to like hit somewhere close to like divinity original sin um it's too yeah. big and i'm never going to get around to, <laughs> to, to beating it um 
I could be wrong. Maybe someday I'll sort of circle back around to it. But I think for now we can say goodnight, fair prince. There is uh <laughs> All right. There's no there's the, your pillars are definitely not eternal. Um oh. This next one, Josh. Um it almost makes me it I'm a little upset that it's so low on this list. Um at the same time, I get it. It is a little niche. So, whatever. But um I'm going to throw some weight around here and say that it gets a pass. I'm I'm not going to cut this. This game is Octopath Traveler. Yeah. Okay, I voted I it was in as we talked about in previous episode our top 10 games of all time. Um this was my number 10. It just snuck on there being a new game and all. Uh and so it only has one point because it was my number 10 and no one else voted for this game in any of their top 10. So um it sits in the same tier along with all these other games. Um, but it is also one of my top 10 games of all time. So I, we can't in good conscience, I can't make a a top 100 games of all time and not have my top 10. That just doesn't make sense. No, this game and, and, and we'll see, you know, as time goes on, uh, I believe that it's on your short list to play possibly this year. So, um, I'm excited to hear what other people have to say about it. Because I, I just I think it's fantastic. Well, I love it, and I've and, played uh, some of it, and it's it's one okay. of those games too that has gotten such sort of like just across the board critical acclaim. And I just think there's something uh-huh. so that I, I I have absolutely no objections to this one sort of getting put on to as sort of a lock to at least belong on the top 100. Yeah, so getting a pass sweet um and as i'm playing bravely second it's kind of funny because you know they share similar similar ideas Mm because it's the same team who made the games um but what sticks out to me is that bravely second is very uh comedic in tone it's very light-hearted even though you know there are supposedly high stakes it's also very fantastical and their jokes like just hurled out at you all the time Octopath Traveler is very much not that. Like, there are light-hearted characters, but they are put in situations that can be very grim and very dark. And um, it, it, so it feels more grounded in that sense. And I I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm an emo kid. I don't know. But I like it. So, Octopath yeah. Traveler. Um, okay, next up, this one was your 10th yep. top 10 game of all time. Uh, one that I'll probably be playing eventually. I mean, maybe not even this year, but it's Neo yeah. on PlayStation 4. I think I could make the argument, like, here's the thing. I think in hindsight, I was looking at some of this, there are other games. It's a game that I'd like to see make the top 100, but I think if we had to cut it, um, I wouldn't fight it. So I'm going to sort of like, I'm going to write it, in my little book here, I'm also going to put like a T as in tentatively. Um, okay. And, but you know, I think it's a great game. I think it sort of is the hot, it is a high watermark in the dark souls, the souls likes games. Yeah. And so yeah. that's, I, I think it can sort of speak for itself. Uh, but uh, next up mirrors edge. Uh, have you ever mm. played this? 
I have not. Uh, it's one, I, I believe I got it free on PC at one time, maybe in a Humble Bundle or something like that. I've, I know of it. I know mm-hmm. that it is a 3D platformer, um, that uh, first-person 3D platformer. And so I've heard it does some really cool things. But I've heard um, actually both games in the series. What I've heard is that it has a lot of potential, that a lot of unmet mm-hmm. potential. Yeah, uh, I've played, so, I've never beaten the first one. I've played the first one and I okay. have played some of the second one. Um, I think like Mirror's Edge in a lot of ways suffers just from, uh, <sighs> instead of just fully committing to the parkour and the evasion and sort of letting that be just the thing that really drives the game. They throw in some gunplay and some combat that's just kind of clunky actually sort of like breaks the flow of the game. In my opinion, Um, there's some, some elements to the combat that are absolutely fantastic, but I think for our intents and purposes, this is one that we can sort of say, ah, you know, not tonight. Just didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I do need to double back just really quickly and just say, I'm surprised because I just played through it. Just because we were talking about Neo, that Bloodborne is not on this list at all. I'm surprised it didn't even uh, yeah didn't th- even crack that one point. Well, I think you know it's it's one of those things that maybe uh, you know because this is a sort of ever growing, ever sort of shifting list, and you mm-hmm. know maybe even towards the end we'll sort of uh, of of our journey here. You know, th- here's the thing. I want this list to sort of be an ongoing thing with our listeners and with the community. Yeah. And if we, there is a game that sort of doesn't like make the cut or doesn't make it on top 100 and you think it belongs in the spot there, well then help us fix that. Yeah. That's, that's sort of the, the, the sort of the, the, the preemptive sort of challenge I'm going to throw out there. Like if, if in this process that we meant, we skip over one of your games, uh, make a compelling argument like yeah you know That's submit true. submit your top 10 we'll sort of throw it into the machine here and you know we'll we'll adjust things as necessary cuz you know yeah. i i'd like to what i'd like to do with this list is like revisit it like once a year or so mm-hmm. and sort of say okay this is stuff that got bumped this is stuff that got you know added but uh but yeah yeah. So, and I, I think it, it does have to do with the nature of the the lists in general and the way that we've made it mm-hmm. is it's birthed out of people's top ten games of all time. Um, you know, thinking about this, maybe for next year we pull uh, your top twenty five games of all time, and then it might be on there. And and the reason that that would is because maybe it's people's fifteenth favorite game of all time. But if it's six people's fifteenth favorite game of all time, then that could bump it up to, you know, overall making it into the top one hundred. Something like that. So I think we are a limit a little limited by the way that we um created this. But hey, it's our first outing and it's it's not a bad list. There are just some very interesting things about this list as we're going over it that I have noticed. Um, and that was one of them that Bloodborne's not on here. But okay, so um, after Mirror's Edge, we've got Mass Effect Two mm. has a single point. Um, what? What? I I've only played Mass Effect Three, and I know that's anathema. Oh no, like that's the bad one. Um, that's the only one I've played, so I don't know. I have heard that Two is the best in the series. Um, 
story-wise and gameplay-wise. So I'm I'm somewhat inclined to leave it personally just because I know it's very influential. I know lots of people who were very invested in the story before 3 came out. Um so I could I I could see it making top 100. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think this definitely needs to go into at least the tentative um okay. like it needs to be kept in in the the running. Uh I just think one the Mass Effect trilogy is such a sort of in a, in a lot of ways cultural sort of like yeah influential game yeah it, sure. it's just sort of like it's it's one of those games that like mass effect is really sort of one of the big titles and when we talk about like uh gaming and pop culture uh and mass effect 2 is is in a lot of ways arguably the best one uh i mm-hmm. i actually sort of prefer the third one in some ways i my personal okay my personal feeling is that in two and three they abandoned some of the the RPG mechanics that actually I really liked. Okay, okay, and then just to make this real quick, Mass Effect One is a little almost. There's almost too much going on under the hood. There's too much inventory management, and in an attempt to streamline and sort of pare some of that down in two and three, I think they took too much off. But yeah, I I would just say I think Mass Effect Two needs to at least stay in in for consideration um okay so i okay. wrote it down put my little t beside beside it Ooh. gotcha so i know we're going a little out of order here but just so that everyone out there knows um we don't crack the top 100 until we get to the three point games this is all um, like single point and two point games yeah r- yeah right now we're still in the single point games Mass Effect, the original Mass Effect, is a two-point game. So that one still doesn't cra- crack the top 100. I would say we leave in two, get rid of one. Yeah, personally. I, I think that's Even though fine. one technically has more points, um, I'm just more inclined. As someone who has not played it, I, I just know, yeah, that generally two is regarded as a better game. So put a uh, little, so, little arrow, so we, and we'll say... Bu- you know, just for bumping. Or, you know, even if we want Mass Effect 2 to stay tentative, that's fine. But I would make the case that we get rid of one in that case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, and we can sort of, when we get up there a little higher, we can sort of start kicking out some of that stuff. Uh, as far as the okay. next one goes, uh, Kirby NES, I'm of the mindset yeah. that I think in like there there are other Kirby games on, on here, right? Um, are there? And I, I don't think know. Uh, I'm looking here. Uh, oh, maybe there is. I think there is yeah, at least one, one th- other. And it's actually mm-hmm. a Kirby game that I think is in many ways much better. And so it's like, okay. it's sort of like if you're going, yeah, they have Kirby's Epic Yarn sort of right. cracks a lot closer to the list. And I'm going to say like, if we're going to keep Kirby's Epic Yarn, let's get rid of Kirby. Um, okay. Just because I, I think like, wow, it does, you know, it's sort of, it is sort of a bit of a landmark game in a lot of ways. I think it's kind of like, mm-hmm. eh. so yeah, I see what you're saying. It, it was the start of something great. Um, I think it, it definitely, it has some amazing graphics for the original NES. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's a fun little game, but, but I agree. It, just looking at Kirby as a series, I don't think it is the best Kirby game. Um, it is still a, a really fun game. So yeah, yeah, we can we can cut it. 
Yeah. Um, so let's move on. Let's sort of uh, journey. Dude, I'm just going to tell you, I think it's an absolute, like it didn't make my top 10, but it's an absolute travesty uh-huh. that it is down here. And uh, like at, at the risk of sounding a little obstinate, I will not allow it to not make. The, the, <laughs> like I, this will be one of the ones that like my claws come out a little bit. Like I really do yeah. like this game and I think uh-huh. it belongs in, in a top 100 list. So yeah. Any, so so this is your Octopath Traveler is what you're saying. <laughs> it's it's well it's one of a few games that I'm just going to sort of like fight for. Veto. Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I I I I agree. I think yeah, it's it it was just it was a very influential game. It's still a fantastic game. I played it last year and it's great. So go play it. Um the next couple since they're part of the same series and this really suffered. This is a game that suffered from the fact that Somebody put in the whole series. Uh, um, these are two games. Uh, so Halo 2 and Halo 3 did not make our top 100. Uh, and that's, be- like I said, they sort of, because of the way the, the rules work and everything else, they mm-hmm. came in. And, and and I'll be honest, I don't have a tremendous, like I know that the Halo games are widely hailed. I've played them. I think they're mm-hmm. good. I think they're fine. I also think they're frankly overrated. And so I have no problem okay. saying goodbye to either one of them. Um, yeah, I I felt I played a lot of the f- first. Well, I played mostly the second back in high school. I fell off before the third one came out. And so I, I have no love uh, for the third one. Not that I've heard it's terrible, but I did hear that's when it kind of started going downhill. But then I've also heard from other people that three is better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um Two is where, yeah, is kind of my favorite of the series, although I'd understand how, I'd understand the argument of like the cultural landmark that the original was. Um, And spoiler alert, the original did break the top 100. So if uh, I'm fine with just having one game in the series on this list. Well, so I'll tell you what, we can put, I'll put it in as a tentative Halo 2. Too. And if we, you know, when we get to Halo or whatever, we can bump, you know, if you want to bump or sort of make an argument for bumping it, that's fine. Okay, so. cool. Cool. So three's cut, two's tentative. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we have Galaga. Mm. And, and this is one where I understand, because again, just that idea of like a cultural landmark of a game, you know, y- you see a little Galaga machine and you're always going to have a good time. But... I wouldn't spend more than, you know, a quarter or two on it personally. Yeah, like, not- I I think, like, of all the sort of, like, arcade cabinet type games that you could sort uh-huh. of include, this is one that, like, you know, we don't have Miss Pac-Man on here. And, yeah, frankly, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, Galaga's not, if Miss Pac-Man isn't on or Ms. Pac-Man isn't on our list, mm-hmm. which I might even make an argument, just even though no one submitted it, say like, it belongs there. Um, yeah. <laughs> just like, um, I would say Galaga's just gotta go. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I feel you. Um, so then we have a little indie game called Dust in Elysian Tale, or Elysian mm-hmm. Tale, I'm not sure. Um, I have this one, but I haven't played it. I've heard good things. Mm-hmm. The... Art style to me is a little weird. Like not, the style isn't bad. It's not my. It's not my favorite. I'll just say that. Yeah. Like I think it's it's yeah. fine. Um. 
But yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I've heard really good things about this game. I've heard the combat and just the gameplay overall is really good. I haven't Mm. played it. And I just think like, just for the sake of like, and again, this is like a, you know, we're we're trying to sort of flesh out a top 100 and there's going to be some, some hard cuts here. And I just think like, this is sort of an easier cut in my opinion. Okay. Um, Cool. Sorry, Dust, but you will return to the dust get, from whence you came. You got dusted. <laughs> uh, next up, we have the original Dragon Warrior. Um, it, I, you know, personally, I feel like just sort of like the other games, I see this one more as like a historical piece. Uh, we've talked about it. I, I really enjoy the game, but um, I get why someone wouldn't want to play it nowadays. I, personally, I'd like to see it as tentative, but if you if you feel it needs to be cut, I'd I'd understand I'll, that as well. Oh, you know, I I like the game. I think, frankly, it's a little mm-hmm. like there are better Dragon Warrior games, but as a yeah. high water mark, I think it can at least we can hold on to it as a tentative for now. Okay, so cool. Uh, let's see, Clash so, of Clans. Yeah. Do you have any desire to keep that? Not personal. I I understand why it's there because it's Some, huge and somebody likes it. Um, yeah, but I think it's sort of like that's an easy one to sort of just say, yeah, no, uh, no. Okay. WWF so No the, Mercy. Yeah. So now we're getting into the two point. Oh games. yeah, we are. Um. So it's a little harder to cut, but I've never been into wrestling games. The two wrestling games I have tried to play in my life were on Nintendo 64, and so they're apparently some of the best ones ever. I could not for the life of me understand what was going on, and so I, no, I'd say get rid of it. Okay, yeah, you're not going to get any objections I'm not a wrestling game fan. Uh, I've played a few, but none of them sort of stick out, you know. uh, And again, you know, if somebody really feels strongly, you know, make a compelling case. Um, yeah yeah if you tell me like why i should play this game like give it a chance then maybe um but i just i have no like i remember being frustrated on multiple occasions attempting to play a wrestling game and just not it didn't go well yeah not a fan okay so next up we have a game called war thunder and i had to google this because i had never heard of it before but apparently it is a uh an mmo uh, it's a free-to-play MMO, okay. uh, and I say I, I don't know if they're a transaction. I, I would assume so, just because it's free. But um, yeah, it's an MMO where um, it, it's like naval com- aerial naval combat thing is what it looks like. Vehicular combat multiplayer video game by Gaijin Entertainment, according to Wikipedia. Um, I personally, I mean. Th- you know, the, y'all who voted for it, I, I don't mean any offense to you. I just personally don't care in the least. Like, I can tell you now I will never play this game. So it's an easy cut for me. Yeah, I don't I don't know anything about it. And just sort of, it's one of those things where I'm like, ah, you know, uh, I don't have anything to throw at it. So it's, I think that's an easy cut. Um, yeah. I think the next two, again, are sort of, it's one of those things like this is a series that now, well, it's Uncharted 1 and Uncharted 3 because somebody wanted to add all the Uncharted games. And so uh, Uncharted 
two is further up on the list and you know i think frankly like i think like i i i haven't even played these games but i know that they hold Mm. such a high place in sort of the the sony sort of franchise lineage whatever that it's like you could make an argument that they belong you know that all these games belong in the top 100 but i think just sort of i'm saying like i'd be willing this is where I'm at. I'd be willing to say like tentatively keep them in there, but I'm also going to let you know, like I think that they can go sort of on the block at any point in time. Yeah. I'm, I'm personally, I've only played the first game in the series. I need to play the rest of them. Um, I'd be fine with cutting both one and three, uh, because two is higher up. Okay. And then having more of a conversation at two. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Cool. Um, yeah. Sorry, get out those scissors, chopping them up. So next up, we've got Super Mario Kart. So this is the original for Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. which is a bit surprising because it can be a little funky to play nowadays. Um, yeah, I mean, I think like the the thing is, it's it's a bit of a it's a it's it's a cultural landmark sort of thing, yeah. and uh-huh. I, I would I would make the argument. I, I don't. I'm just sort of like looking ahead here. Uh, I don't know that Mario Kart makes another appearance or any. Um, so I might say like because I I'm I'm of the opinion Mario Kart Double Dash is is a like it's a top personal top 100 for me. Um, I I would mm-hmm. sort of be willing to let it go. I I mean don't get me wrong. I think like Mario Kart's yeah. sort of like a big big enough deal that you can make an argument for it. I think at the same yeah. time I'm sort of like eh. Okay, like that's not one that I'm gonna fight for, just because uh, I think it is. It is not. It is not the strongest, even if it is the yeah, first. It, it shows its age yeah. is the thing. Yeah, and and you're right. I mean, looking at video games, like it is basically the first kart racer. Mm-hmm. It's what popularized that. I mean, sub genre. So I get it in terms of history. And I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I have nostalgia for it. I loved that game. You know, back in the day. Um, I just think it shows its age, so I'd put it as tentative. Okay, personally, I'll, I'll throw it in there as a tentative. Like I said, it's it's cool. not one that I'm going to fight for. Um, okay. Now this next one, like here's the deal. I I am thrilled to death that it it found its way onto the list, but okay. Uh, th- almost the people who have played this will tell you this is an amazing game, and I am among them. I also understand that a lot of people haven't played this game. We're talking about Skies yeah. of Arcadia. It was originally, I think, a Dreamcast game, and then a mm-hmm. port came to the GameCube. And it's yep. it's phenomenal. It's airships, sky pirates, floating islands, magic, mystery, the moon, all sorts of nonsense. And it's, it's mm. super fun. The combat's good. Um, but like I said, this is one where if you were like, cut it, I wouldn't make an argument because I think, well, I think it is a great game uh, and I'd like to see it sort of like find its way up there. I think there's a bit of a, there's enough of a, um, yeah, I think there's enough of like, this is a game that I'd love to see a remake. I think part of the problem too, is that this yeah. game is just like, it's impossible to, there's no way to play it now really. Right. So, right. 
Yeah. Yeah. I haven't played it. Uh, my thoughts are, are similar, except just from the vantage point of not having played it. I've heard great things from the people who have played it. So I'd be fine with a tentative at this point. Okay. So we'll come back to it, you know, if it makes top 100 cool. Um, next up, which is surprising that it's so low on the list, is Persona 4 Golden. Um, this is... Perso- uh. <laughs> Even though out of the three Persona games that I've played, currently playing Persona 5, um, this one would be at the bottom of those three personally um it, it's still i mean persona is a great series and uh yeah i i would say this should this should stay like this should keep going i'm i'm yeah. saying immunity for persona 4 golden yeah i think it, it has a place in the top 100 um that as in in some way shape or form uh cool so the next one ncaa football 2014 I don't think we need to have a long conversation on this. It's just like, mm, it might be phenomenal, um, but I don't care about a college football game that's five years old. I just, yeah, I know that NCAA, yeah. NCAA football was sort of like the, one of the premier franchises, but I'm just saying for the intents of this, I'm just kind of like, eh. Like, right and and yeah it does have to do with you know us we're we're gonna be we're gonna be steering the ship here and i don't play sports games in general so i don't care yeah uh, yeah cut it now the, it. the next the next one, one's a little harder i would i think there's so this is a sports game mm-hmm. but i think this one is there is a slightly there's a a a stronger argument and maybe this at least being a tentative i i agree there's a stronger argument we're talking about nba jam so i assume this is super nintendo well it was on dreamcast also, or excuse me sega genesis, genesis yeah. also right mm-hmm. yeah and arcades, and arcades obviously um yeah, I mean, this would, I feel like this and maybe like NFL Blitz or something were like the biggest sports games, you know, pre uh, when Madden came out every year. Like, like these were huge games. So, yeah, I think there's an argument. If you want to put it tentative, you can. I just don't care. I think I'll put it in as tentative, but this one can, if, if we need to, to chop, it, yeah. it can go pretty quick. Metro, um, have you played any of those games? Nope. They, I've played some, I have not beaten it. I know. Okay. I, I, I think that an argument can be made that, that one of those games might belong in a top 100 list, but they they tend to be sort of more of a bit of a cult favorite. And I think like, it's just, and the fact is we're going to have to start making hard cuts and uh-huh. I just think, yeah, that that's one that I think I, I, I think that again, there can, an argument can be made, but yeah, uh, I'm not. Yeah. I've, I've heard these are interesting games, but not, I haven't heard that they're like must plays. I haven't heard that they're great games. So I, I don't care. Yeah. We can cut it next. Next is mass <laughs> effect. We were just talking about this a couple minutes ago. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I say cut it. I, yeah. Like if, as long as mass effect two sort of makes 
at least makes like an attempt, I'm okay with Mass Effect right. going away. Um, yeah, yeah, because we're still under a hundred right now, or excuse me, over a hundred. So, yeah. so these would be cut anyway. Yeah, I'd, I'd say cut or loose. So um, next up is Deus Ex: Human Revolution, mm-hmm. and I've heard great things about this one, but I haven't played it. I don't know if this I is the the one that came out for. There was one that came out on the. 360 and ps3 era and then there was one that came Uh out and i think that one got a remaster for the ps4 and then there was one that came out for the ps4 i played one of them they're fun like i played the first two or three deus deus ex games they're fun they're very cool um i i definitely think there's an argument to be made but i I think this 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 is sort of it's in a very similar vein to like the Dishonored games, it's almost a bit mm-hmm. of um, yeah, yeah that that can be cut in my opinion. Okay, I was gonna say I'm I'm fine with a tentative because it is a game that I would like to play in the future. Um, but if if you'd rather cut it, that's fine too. Well, you know what? Too, uh, I should have been thinking about this. Is like, and maybe sometime when we come back through here, maybe when I'll when I, I'll listen back through the episode and I'll start pulling some of the stuff that we talk about, like oh, playing later. And I'll draft yeah. up some games for us to say, like, "Hey, we own this. Let's yeah. let's actually give this thing a shake." So, yeah, that, um, that's a good idea. Well, and the thing with the tentatives is they're all going to battle it out once we see how many slots we have. So, um, I mean, even if it's on the lower end of that, either way, either way, if you want to cut it, I'm fine cutting it. Yeah, go ahead, cut it. Okay. So then, next up is Castlevania: Lords of Shadow. Another game I own and have not played, um, but I haven't heard great things about it. This so is the 3D one, right? It. Yep. yep. It's, it's okay. It's a God of War clone. But it's not okay. like, it's not. Is like, it top 100? No. No. Okay. It's, I mean, okay. you. they're just, uh, you've got God of War, the, the reboot in this list, and which is just a mm-hmm. significantly, one, it's sort of like, it's a, it's, it's coming back to the OG. And two, it's just a significantly better game in any way, yeah. shape, and form. So, um, okay, cool. Castlevania is cut. So here's another one. You know, kind of surprising it's so low, but we we've run into a lot of these kind of historical games. Street Fighter Two. I could definitely see an argument for this one should be on our top 100. Yeah. What, what do you feel? What do you think? If it was Super Street Fighter. Or turbo or okay. one of those, I'd be like, yes. I think okay. if you haven't played like Street Fighter Two, just bare bones vanilla Street Fighter Two in a long time, like the, the Street Fighter Two that everybody knows was like Turbo or it was Super Street yes. Fighter Turbo or it yes. was it, it was World War yeah yeah something. it was it was some it was some other iteration and Street Fighter Two yes. like yes I actually really enjoy the Street Fighter games but I just street fighter 2 as top 100 i'm like if it was like like i said if it was one of the other iterations i'd say yes um uh-huh. but it's not it's just street fighter 2 so okay can, okay i didn't realize that when i saw it i just assumed that meant the entire the entirety of street fighter 2 all 25 versions of the game um but no if you're talking og then yeah no i'm i'm fine with cutting that Secret of Mana. You ever play this? 
Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. I I think the argument can be made that this at least needs to be a tentative. Um, yeah. Oh, I agree. Okay. I agree. Um, I, I do think it's good. I will say, because I, I mean, I was older when I played. I started it when I was younger, um, but we only rented it from the store, uh, and so I could never get very far in it. I finished it when I was older, and I would say there's a little bit of rose-colored glasses with this game. I don't just because it's often talked about as like one of the best SNES RPGs. Uh, I don't know that I'd go that far. I think it's um, I think it's but up it there, is a good game. But it's it's it's. I mean that's that's the heyday of of Square Enix. I'm gonna yeah. I'm like I said, we'll slot it in as a tentative. It's definitely cool. one that could uh go sooner rather than later in my opinion especially considering some of the stuff we have further on up um cool rock band three i'm throwing Uh out like as much as i enjoy (laughs) the rock band games and the guitar hero like i like those games yeah Uh there's i don't think i don't think there's even an argument there interesting so i yeah, even though it's Rock Band 3, I assumed that it was Guitar Hero 3. Because <laughs> mm. I feel like that's the one that everyone had. Um, yeah, so knowing that it's Rock Band. I, the only argument is that those games were huge. Everyone had them. They're a lot of fun. Um, so I'd get why one of like the series as a whole. But yeah, I would go for Guitar Hero over Rock Band, personally. Um, so, But no, uh, I'm down to I'm down to cut it. That's cool. Um, so then, with Rock Band Cut, we've got Pikmin 3. Have you played this game? Uh, no. I briefly Ooh. played the first Pikmin. And here's okay. the thing. I'm willing to sort of... Like, I know that these games in general are sort of like cultural phenoms. And it's like, this is like something that I... Like, there's a reason people are clamoring for a new Pikmin game. Yeah. And there are people well, doing that. And- so... Yeah, well, well, the thing is, uh, Miyamoto said that they were almost done with Pikmin 4 back in the days of Wii U. So there's something going on here that they don't want to release it. Um, I think Pikmin 3 is special because the control scheme on the Wii U is absolutely perfect, in my estimation, because you can point with the with the Wii controller. You could use the Wii U uh, tablet as a map alongside what you're looking at on the main screen it is it is great i mean it's it, okay yeah it's the perfect way to play the game um so, so this I, should probably be I'm, on my I'm pushing for this one y- yes okay. yes do you own it on wii u i well it's only on wii u i but. don't but i'm sure i could find a copy okay. so, yeah yeah that, that's true i'm sure so you you want this wii as a hard lock cheap. Um, I mean, at least a tentative, but I'm going to fight for yeah, it as I'll, a tentative. I'll, I'll give it as a hard lock for now. Cool. Um, okay. And, you know, it, it can be one of the ones that if we have to throw stuff out, you know, it, it, yeah. we can fight over that later. Uh, Fantasy cool. Star Online. I I played this. I played the second one. Okay. Or not the, no, I played this one. The second one never came over. Um, okay. Until now, they're re-releasing like it. Like 12 so. years too late or something. Right. <laughs> um, I I had a lot of fun playing it. It was actually sort of okay. my first serious foray into the Fantasy Star universe. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, eh, it's, yeah, this one, that one could go. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's more historical than anything. So yep. I'm down with cutting it. 
Next up is Overcooked. What do you think about that? I think it's an interesting sort of nod, but I think overall it's one of those games that honestly, I think like it's one of those games that given it enough time, it's going to drop off anyways. Yeah. So just cut it now. Yeah. I agree. I agree. A great little game. Top 100 material. Uh, not so much. Yeah. So. Um, okay. Kirby's Epic Yarn. We sort of brought this mm-hmm. up earlier. Uh, I think it at least has a place in sort of the running um, because cool. I've heard that, you know, a lot of people say that this, I've never played it, but I know that okay. in a lot of ways, like people are like, this is like one of the, like the epitome of Kirby games. So I, I wouldn't say that because it's so different. Okay. Um, you're not doing very similar stuff to like, you don't have powers like other Kirby games. Okay. Um, so it is very different, but I, I really like it for what it is. I have very nostalgic memories of the game. So I love it personally. Um, and yeah, I mean, the list is top 100. So yeah, I think it should make the top 100. Okay. Yeah. Well then it's, uh, all right. So the next one is an entire franchise and Uh again, sort of fell victim to the acts of like, you tried to slot this in and because of the way my game, you know, the game is set up, you were punished. Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and 3 are in slots 100, 101, and 102. I'll be honest, Mm -hmm. frankly, all three of them could go and I wouldn't cry. Okay. I'm fine. I've only ever played the first one and I was underwhelmed. Yeah. I mean, they're, so. they're, they're neat, but I'm just kind of like, that's about like, I think the combat's fun. I've heard a lot of really good things about three. Um, even mm-hmm. though this, the, like people are like this, the game is fun. The story's incoherent. And I'm just like, eh, okay. And that's why we move on. Here's the other thing. <laughs> I like, I enjoyed kingdom hearts one and two, but the fact that it was like a 15 okay. year gap, in between two and three, uh, yeah, at that point in time, like I pretty much don't care anymore. Um, well, a 15 year gap with like six other side games that filled in side stories that, that you had to own eight different consoles to play on, like exa- and a phone in Japan from 2007 yeah. to 2000. Yeah, so yeah, yeah they, they can. Um, I've watched YouTube videos, I still have no idea they what's can going go on. die in a fire. I, I got. Stuck in a, <laughs> I got stuck in a a wiki hole with Kingdom yeah. Hearts the other day, and I was like, "Oh, this is why I don't like these games." Um, <laughs> yeah, at slot yeah. ninety nine, okay. cool. Far Cry okay. Primal. Uh huh. I like the Far Cry games. I haven't played this one, and honestly, I think that if you're going to say any Far Cry game gets like a fair shake, it's Far Cry two or three. Okay. Um, but Primal, eh, as far as I'm concerned, it, it can go away. Cool. Never played a Far Cry game. I heard middling things about this. The fact that it's on the list makes me think, okay, well, I'll, I'll know that for future reference, but I have no affinity for the game. So, yeah, I'd say cut. Okay. All right. So the next up is Dragon Quest Eight. I mean, wow, at on, this point in time, we're, list. we're at 98. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to say, one, this is one of my favorites. This was my number eight game. Number eight. Number eight. Oh, geez. 
Yes. Yeah. It was <laughs> this was my number eight. It, uh, the eighth I, game. It was that my you would eighth like to play. Yes. Um. <laughs> it belongs on this list. Um. Yeah. Personally, I'd like to see it go higher, but yeah. Um. And yeah. and you yeah. played For it a top hundred of all. Yeah. I I think this game. I think it honestly belongs in the top fifty. Um. Uh huh. But I'm not like you know. We still there's still a bunch of stuff we got to cut, and so for now I, I'm content as long as this stays a lock. Okay, okay, yeah, I'm down with that. I'm, I definitely think it's earned its place. I'm also going to just put like an arrow beside it and saying like I may try to make an argument for it to go much higher. Um, okay, okay, fair enough. Uh, next up is Donkey Kong Country, and we talked about this a little bit beforehand. Um, I could totally see it being here. It is another one of those historical pieces. Um, I think it's, I, I am filled with the nostalgia whenever I play this game. Um, and yeah, I think it's a good game. I think it deserves to be on the top 100. However, you have a slightly different viewpoint. I, I think it's overrated. I think it's not nearly as good as people say it is. And it's frankly, it's a game that I couldn't give two rips about. Um, it's, it's one of those things that I'm willing to concede it, but I'm also kind of like, like, you know, if, if you're like, Hey, I need this to be on here. I'm like, okay. Um, but I, I'm okay with giving it a tentative. Okay. I'm okay with that. I think that's, that's fine. Um, cool. Okay. The next we've got dead cells. I never got around to playing this. I've heard good things about it. I think it's a really good game, but like I'll be honest, uh, it doesn't belong on this list. Um, I, I think in a, in a lot of ways, like in comparison to like Hollow Knight or uh, right, even or in the Blind Force that I'm playing now, like both of those are much better examples of a Metroidvania. It does some interesting things, but okay. frankly, I'm like, eh. just because it's interesting yeah. or clever doesn't mean that it's it belongs here. Okay, cool. Well then, goodbye. You are dead, cells. Uh, Super Smash Brothers is next. Now I don't know what this means. I think this this is the. I think this is the original N sixty four one. I I I'd like to hold on to this as a tentative uh, to see if any other if any other Smash Brothers games are sort of on the list. This can drop off. If there are no others, I think at some we even if it's towards. The bottom it needs to stay. Yeah. Okay. See, this is this is for me personally. This is a clear case of similar to Super Mario Kart. Like mm. Mario Kart Eight is better in every way. Play Mario Kart Eight over Super Mario Kart. I feel like Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is better in every way to the original Super Smash Brothers. So that's the one that should be on here. Um. So original. I'm fine to cut it, but yeah, if you want to keep it here, we can I mean, it's not something that I'm going to like die on a hill over it, but I think yeah. that if nothing else, I may even sort of just at some point in time, just say, I think if we just say like, uh, instead of smash brothers, we put ultimate in there. Um, mm-hmm. so maybe yeah, cause it's our list and we do what we want. Yeah. I'm down. Uh, I'll put a little <laughs> note. Um, okay. Uh, this is uh, your SMT Devil Survivor overclocked, man. Yes, yes. Um, and, you know, I, I said it when I went through the top 10 games of all time, is that I, I get it. This is a niche game. Um, not very many people have played it. 
but I think it's a fantastic game. So I think it deserves to be in a list of the top 100. Yeah, I'm okay with it being at the tail end just based on how niche it is. Um, but for me, it breaks my top 10. So Okay, well, I'm going to put it in there it and stay. I'm going to put a little arrow pointing down saying like we can knock this thing down. Um, okay. Next up is Legend of Zelda, the original for NES. What yeah. are your thoughts there, man? Uh, I, Man, we have so many just like very influential games, right? Um, because this is another one. I'm filled with the nostalgia for this one. My, Well, um, Link's Awakening was my first Zelda game, um, but this was early on. This was probably right after Link's Awakening when I played this one. So I have really good memories and it, which include really good memories of taking my bike to the library so that I could get on the internet because I had no idea what to do in this game. Um, so I understand it is a very flawed game, um, but man, is it, uh, it, it historical, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think it deserves a place in the top 100, personally. Yeah, I, I think that we at least need to put it in as a tentative. Um, yeah. Depending on especially like depending on sort of like how things shake out, I'm willing to see it drop off just because there are some better um, Legend of Zelda games on, on this list. Um, Yeah. Fair enough. So I'll put it on as a T game dev story. Never played it. Heard really good things about it. Yeah. uh, Same. And I'm just looking at it and saying like out of, I think that's, I haven't played it and I'd be willing to come back and eat crow over this, but I'm saying yeah. like, I, I think this is more a game of the moment sort of thing. So it can go away. Interesting. Okay. It's like, okay. I, I would say I look at it in some ways the same way I look at it overcooked. Okay. So. Well, I, I would, I would think, okay, overcooked. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I would compare it more to something like Stardew Valley. Yeah. Where it's like, it, it hits really hard. Um, at the time that it came out, it does something really special. So I get why it's beloved, but I also have no personal. I think, I think I would even like in looking at that and at uh, Stardew Valley, I think has more staying power than game dev story though. Okay. So, I mean, if, if we were talking about Stardew Valley, I'd be like, yeah, go ahead. Like, I think it has a place maybe towards the tail end, but game dev story, I'm kind of like, meh. Uh, Okay. For the king, do you know anything I about d- this? I didn't even know what this was until I Googled it. Um, it looks cool, but I don't know anything, and I didn't hear anything about it. So it's a I'm game that sort it. of goes on. Like I've been trying to play this with uh, actually Kevin Hartman, who ended up winning the okay. gift card. He and I have yeah. sort of been like trying to find the time to uh, hop on this okay. together, uh, but. I I think even looking at that, this is sort of again, like you're talking top 100 games of all time, and right. I just yeah, I think that one can sort of go away. Cool, um, cool, yeah, I'm down with cutting it. Next up is Far Cry Four, which I again I've never played any Far Cry game, but my understanding of this game is when it came out, people liked it, and then like a couple weeks later, they were like yeah it's not that great there are better ones there's it's just more far cry it's i mean like i I haven't played it but i'd be willing to i i think i've played 
I've played some of four. I okay. liked three better. I played a lot more of three though. So okay, I, I mean it could be the better game, uh, but I think honestly, I think Far Cry Two is on here, and in my opinion, if you're if you're gonna put a Far Cry game on here, it needs to be it. Far Cry Two is a much better candidate. Um, okay, just let me go check. Um, yeah, it is on there. Yeah, Far Cry Two. So I would just say, like, if Far Cry 2 is going to stay, then Far Cry 4 can yeah. sort of drop off, and that's not the end of the world. Uh, cool. All right, then. Diablo 2 is up next. Another game that I have not played, but this one is so uh, another historical piece uh, that, you know, people still play today, so I totally get the argument of why it should be here. Dude, what do you uh, it's, for me, it's a, it's a hard lock. Like I actually think okay. it probably should be higher on the list, but okay, um, okay, cool. You know, I, I, I actually like playing Diablo three more, but uh-huh. Diablo two, I think, really like the difference between. So the difference between Diablo one and Diablo two is there's just huge leaps in just what they okay. did with that game, uh, and Diablo three is just well, it's a lot more polished, um. And there are some things where it's like some quality of life adjustments. Like, mm. like I said, the the jump from Diablo one to Diablo two is huge. And that game, that game was so good. Um, mm. I actually got back into PC gaming for a while because of Diablo two. So dang, um, man, oh man. Okay. Uh, okay, cool. And I'm, I'm assuming you have similar feelings about the next game. I think it, again, it should be higher up. Uh, I think Borderlands 2. Uh, yeah. I think, uh, dude, like, here's the thing. Uh, Borderlands 2 is arguably the best Borderlands. Um, uh-huh. And I I haven't beaten 3 yet. I'm enjoying 3. I'm having a really good time with it. But I, you know, Borderlands 2, yeah. Borderlands 2 is a lock for me. Um, yeah. It. Yeah, and, it, and I think that's the general consensus is it's it's the best in the series too. So I'm just gonna yeah, put I'm it cool. on here. I I'd like to see it go up. Yeah, I've played about six hours of it, enjoyed it, um, but it was with a buddy of mine who was in town for the weekend. So like that's the honestly the best way to it play it in that. my opinion. Yeah, yeah, and we had a blast, even though I sucked because I'm not great at first person shooters what, anymore. What class were you um, playing? I was the ninja dude. Uh, he's he's kind of he's kind of tough because he is a lot more skill based. There are other classes okay. that, like, once you start getting better, like that game has a really sort of hard. Like those games in general have a really sort of like hard curve at the beginning because you're interesting. Your your gear sucks and you suck, and as you get better okay. gear and as like you have more skills, the game like is able to ramp up in intensity, but you're able to scale with it. So it's like, yeah, there's sort of a real uneven, I keep whacking my mic here, um, <laughs> but there's a real unevenness towards like the first game. But yeah, I, I, I love Borderlands too. I've played through that game okay. multiple times. So, uh, Xenogears. Um, this is one of the, this is a it's a big deal. Okay. It's a cult. Cl- have you ever played Xenogears? 
I haven't. I have it on my Vita, but haven't played it because it's a 60-hour game. Yeah, and just just so I'm I'm going to like just google this just to make sure because I've played most of the Zeno games because they're all uh-huh. there's like what there's Zeno Gears, Zeno Saga, what was Zeno Blade? Zeno Blade. Was that all of it? But um I think so. I'm just I'm I'm just checking here because if this Fae is long or whatever. This is the one that was for PlayStation right my yes okay yeah. yeah uh the this is what i would say i think it's an amazing game with an amazing concept uh concept in the sense that but i think the execution sucks and actually the thing about this game too is you basically get to a point it's which was meant to be halfway through the game and it turns into uh-huh. the end of the game and they just tell the oh. rest of the story to you via a sort of a cinematic sort of thing um oh ouch yeah it's 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 unfortunate because the game was like it was freaking epic um but i think like i think for now i'm willing to give this one a tentative but honestly it i don't think it belongs at 87 um if okay. it, if, it, if it stays on the list at all so okay that's just me though. okay well, yeah, then I'd say give it a tentative. It made it in our initial draft into the hundred, so yeah, and I mean it, it can it can have a chance. Yeah, it's it's a it is a very good game, but it sort of suffers from the fact that one, it's very difficult to play it, but then two, uh, the ending is just sort of heartbreaking in the sense that it's not really an ending. Um, yeah. Tetris effect, man. That's ne- that's what's next. Uh, I, I've heard really good things. I will make an argument that okay, this it is the best iteration of Tetris. I like Tetris okay. is is much higher up on the list. Um, just right. as a bit of a spoiler, I think this is. I think Tetris effect is probably deserves to be up there. Uh huh. It's yeah. Um, and, and the thing is in order to really experience it the way that it's meant is you have to experience it in VR. And once you do, it just sort of like, it, it's like that whole, like (laughs) head exploding sort of moment. Uh, You're red pilled. Yeah. It's sort of like you get, you get pulled out of the matrix. Um, I, I think this is a hard lock for me and I'd like to see it go higher, but, um, again, There's it's it's really easy for me to talk about this stuff now and then it's going to get like nasty once we get up top. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I would say the next game on the list I, is how I feel. I feel similarly. It's a hard lock for me. Super Metroid. I'll I mean, come on. That. Yeah, that has yeah. to be on the top 100. It's it's top 100 material. So uh, next up is River City Ransom, which is interesting. Oh. Um, I think this is a very fun game. Top 100, though? Eh, it's a personal favorite of mine. Think? I This is yeah. probably the game I played most on the NES. Okay. But I think if it does make it onto the top 100 list, it comes in at number 100. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. that's that where I sense. would put it. So I'll put it on there, Um, but I, I will just put in parentheses beside it, 100. Um, okay. because it's okay. it's fun 
and I I really enjoy it. But uh, or in the blind forest, uh, dude, that's a hard lock for me. I've been playing it, and I think okay. it's okay. It belongs on here just as much as like Hollow Knight. Um, I'll take your word for it, and I will uh, hopefully be playing it this year to confirm that. So I'm I'm down with leaving it's, it. There. It's pretty and it's clever, and it's it's got really good music and really cool uh, level design. Um, awesome. The visuals are great too. Yeah, the, it's it's seen, very so. pretty looking. Game. That's cool. Uh, awesome. Metroid Prime. Thoughts? Yeah, that's another one. That yeah, I I I'd have a hard time cutting that one. I I I think even with its some some flaws that it has. Now I played this game on the the re release with the Wii controls, mm-hmm. and I thought it controlled fantastically. Is that a word? Fantastically? Yeah. Superbly. Um, Most excellently. So, exactly it's not a perfect game in some ways i think it's overrated um in to some but i do think it's a really darn good game well then so i think it should stay i uh, funny story and i'll try not to get too i played this this was one of the last games i played before i deployed and okay i was a couple hours away from the end and oh no yeah so well that's where it gets that's that's think, the big that's the flaw for me is right before the end you have to go on this hunt to find all these little pieces to open up the ending. Yeah. So um yeah, I I would be comfortable with it staying on the list. Um cool. Yeah. I I think it's I I remember enjoying the mess out of it on the GameCube. Um okay. Legend of Zelda. Ocarina of Time. Yep. Uh, unpopular opinion. It can go Uh-oh. away. Wow. I'm not huh. a fan. Uh, I think this game's really good. I really love playing it. But frankly, I think, it, it, yeah, even looking at Legend of Zelda from the NES, I think is is in some ways just, Legend of Zelda from the NES holds up way better than Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time does. Oh, Wow. Interesting. Ocarina Time is landmark. It is pivotal. It like changes the series. It's also we have much better 3D Legend of Zelda games. Yeah, yeah. No, that that makes sense. Um, it is just yeah, just such a such a big game. And it's a big nostalgia bomb for me, so I totally get it could be rose colored glasses. Can we give it a tentative? Yeah, and throw I mean, it in that pile to fight it out with the other ones. Yeah, that's that's fine. I'm just saying, just like, I'm not gonna okay. fight for it. Um, and it, yeah. like wow. I said, it's just like it's one of those things where I I enjoy it and I have mm-hmm. fun, like fond memories of it, but I don't see the appeal in going back to it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So yeah. Gotcha. Um, we have OG Halo up next. Um. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Like, I think it belongs on on here. So at least in some capacity. Okay, okay. Uh, I you know personally, I'd go for Halo Two over the first one. Well, but the why fact don't that we multiple just, people... why don't we just do that then? Halo Two is a lock, is that... and it'll take okay. It'll take uh, Halo's spot. Okay, okay, I'm down with that. Um, then GTA Five, I'm down. <sighs> to cut it because i just don't care i get it's a big open sandbox you can do so much 
I get the potential of the game. I personally just don't care at all. Yeah, in a lot of ways, uh, I guess I would just say same. Uh, it's I, I also recognize- know that there are wieners in the game, and I don't want to see that. Yeah. All right. So. Well, then, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, any opportunity to not see wieners. Uh, I'm yeah. down. Digital wieners. Not a big fan. Um, okay, so Forza Horizon Four. Another, I've heard good things. This is more arcadey, but I also I don't have an Xbox and and therefore don't really care. How do you? What do you feel? Um, Forza Horizon Four. I haven't played anything. I haven't played uh, Forza Horizon Four. I like some of the racing games. I actually, I think okay. the Forza series tends to be the sim, like a racing sim. I don't right. like those all that much. Um, yeah. But Horizon is like the arcade version of. I'd rather Forza. I'd rather see a Burnout series. Yeah, like personally, if we're going to put any sort of like racing sim arcade type game, I'd rather see like a Burnout a Burnout game, um, or like one of the Need for Speeds. Okay, so um, I'm I'm okay with it going away. Okay, okay, yeah, because I, I mean. Maybe a light tentative because we don't have much representation in the in the racing. But like I personally, I just don't. For care. now, I'll I'll put I'll put it in as a light as a tentative. Um, okay. Okay. But the next one, I don't think should be tentative. It's Bioshock. That's a lock. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's all we have to say. That's it. We'll confirm like, it later this year, but we're locking it down for now. Yeah. Cool. Um, Batman okay. Arkham City. I I don't know. Like I I know that okay. they're a big deal. Like I haven't like confession. Oh. Like I haven't played these. I haven't played any I of the didn't Arkham games. Know that? <gasps> wow. I've only played Arkham City, and um, because okay, so you have to you have to remember what this game looks like in the package. They re-released it, and in in the the box, it's just plastered everywhere. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. IGN. Ten out of ten. Gamespot. Is, it's like this is the best video game ever made, and so personally, I was underwhelmed. Um, but it's a good game, so I could I could see it staying. Okay. Um, yeah, even if you want to give it a tentative, that's okay. I'm not like I don't think it's the best of the best, but I get why people like it. No, I I'm fine with it. Sort of, I think. I think it it's those games are big enough that I think like and there's right. I don't think there's a lot of representation there so I would say okay. like okay uh cool Animal Crossing are they talk I I'm assuming they're talking about the original GameCube I um, I'm, I'm guessing so as well this is a lock for me I I'd say yes It's a lock I, I think Okay I'm not going to yeah. fight I don't have strong opinions either way like it's one that could go away okay. cuz I don't have strong, but cool XCOM 2 not the original, but XCOM two or well, well, they're talking you know, the the, the reboot original. Um, yeah, I would say that this one is a bit of a lock for me. Uh, I haven't okay. played it okay yet, but I've played <laughs> XCOM the original XCOM reboot, and I love that game. Uh-huh. I I played a little bit of XCOM two, not enough to okay. really get a, a feel for it, but I know okay. that um, Parker who has played, I think he's played both of them. He says XCOM 2 is the better 
of the two. It cleans it up. Wow. And it's just a better game. So Okay. Okay. Um, well, then I'm stoked to play it because I got it on sale at the end of last year. So hmm. I'll, I'll check it out here eventually. Um, Super Mario World is next. I think that's an easy lock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we don't even have to say much about that one. That's just, it's worth it. So then up next is StarCraft. Um, this is one that I don't have any thoughts on personally, except, I mean, I get that it's huge, but... I think uh, that I it don't... sort of belongs on the list. Uh, okay. Just because cool. it's... People people are still playing StarCraft, Yeah, that version, today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Are, are they talking about StarCraft 64? No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I've heard that. That's They're talking really about StarCraft port. Ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, Shenmue. Just upset. Yeah, this is one, whenever it's explained to me, it just sounds, I'm sorry, guys, it sounds boring. I can tell you now i'm never gonna play the original shenmue it just it sounds it's a life sim that's very like stilted and weird like it's like a life sim rpg murder mystery sort of yeah yakuza simulator like yeah uh it's i don't know uh i'm i'm totally comfortable with seeing that drop off so yeah me too Um, i'd say cut it psychonauts gone I'm down to keep it on there. Okay. I think it's, yeah. Okay. No arguments for me. Path of Exile. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think Path <laughs> of Exile is sort of like a Diablo clone. Um, it's okay. It's much okay. more intricate. I've played some of it. Uh, it's one of those games that like will has a fairly large requirement on time. I think for the purposes of this list, um yeah it's it's a hard pass for me okay like it's okay. just like a, cool go away mega man 2 oh that's a lock yep that's a great game i mean if any you know like it mega man doesn't have a lot of representation on here i'm fine with two it's one of the best so, it's yeah. it might be the best mega man of the nes generations like cycle some people make the argument for three but I yeah. think uh, I prefer three, but two is great. I mean, yeah, it's it's that's those are the best two and three. So Legends Zelda Wind Waker, I will brook no argument. This is a lock. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't, you know, the I cutesy will graphics fight the... <laughs> you across the internet, my friend. Throw you to the ground. Um, uh, yeah, no, th- we're fine to keep that one. Next is Call of Duty Modern Warfare three. Which I find really interesting. Uh, not that I've played very many. I've played through the first Modern Warfare. Um, I just wasn't Modern just Warfare like two the one. one that everybody loved. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that just got a remaster or whatever. Um, if it was okay. that, I would probably be like, okay, but I don't know anything about Modern Warfare three, and I. Th- Okay. You know what? Let's leave this on as a tentative just okay. because we don't have we don't have any Call of Duty games on the list so far really. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's okay. keep let's keep punching away. Let's let's get down to the 51 on our list. Okay. And okay. It, we will 
Well, we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, cool. Command and Conquer Red Alert 2. I have uh, fond memories of playing this on PC. Um, so I like this game. Um, but I, I'm fine. I'm fine either way. I think it should at least, like, listen, like, it's at 65. So uh-huh. it should at least be a, a tentative. Okay. Um, let cool. me just let, uh, put a little note in here. Um, and we don't have a lot in the sort of the, you know, turn-based R- RTS stuff. Yeah. So I, I'm like, I'm, I'm at least willing to sort of like keep this in as a tentative until we get yeah. um, something perhaps more substantial. Uh, okay. Bionic Commando Rearmed. I've heard great things, but I haven't played it, and I haven't played the original either, so... I played I the don't. original Bionic Commando uh, mm-hmm. as a kid, and it made me want to cry, because um, it was <laughs> apparently too hard. Um, I think... Uh, I, I'll i put it on as a tentative, but okay. I don't think... like I don't know enough to... Uh, Uh yeah, Uncharted two. That's a lock. Cool. Um, I'm down with keeping it. Um, next up is Two Human. Th- this one was an interesting one for me, it's just because I I've known it as the game that that bankrupted or that that caused Silicon Knights to go under. Well, so. it's the game. It's one of the games that sort of proved the fact that Dennis Dyack Dyack was just a would just shoot his mouth off and. Dennis Dyack, more like Dennis Dyack. Am I right? Well, he was like, you know, right? he was like the less charming version of Peter Molyneux. Like, yeah, it's like he, he's a dude who like promises a bunch of stuff, and then when it didn't happen, it was like, well, you know, and if apparently he has all sorts of excuses for why it didn't work out the way they said, mm-hmm. and it's like, dude, at the end of the day, like. Yeah, this, Bro, go read the Stoics. This is the this no, is I'm the game kidding. you made, Chief. Um, I enjoyed <laughs> that game, but okay. I think, like, honestly, um, man, I'd be hard pressed to keep it on there. I'd be yeah. okay with it dropping off. Yeah. So yeah, it's. I mean, now it's on my radar because it was on this list, but like, I don't. I'm How are you going to play it though? Today. Like, do you have a three sixty? Uh, I do that I literally have never played. It was free on Black Friday. There you it go. It was $60 and you got a $60 uh, uh, voucher. So. There you go, man. sitting in my garage. Hey, you know. Uh, all right. Dig up a copy. You can play it someday. <laughs> there you go. It doesn't even have an HDMI output. So that's why I've never hooked it up. Nice. Um. So Super Mario RPG is next. That's a lock. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Star Fox 64, also a lock for me. Okay. I think it's fantastic. I'll put it game. on there. I think Thanks. it deserves it. Um, Symphony of the Night. I'm just shooting through these because I feel like they're pretty Symphony easy. Of Symphony Night of the is, Night is going to actually be the first one where it gets, it's going to be a bump and it's going to go up because of okay. a patron wanted to preserve that game. So Okay. Um, okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's just a great one. Uh, Sonic 2 is next. Uh, I think out of all the Sonics, that's probably the one I think 
an argument can be made for with the exception of Sonic Mania. Sonic Mania is also on the <laughs> list. I would say for now, I'm okay, okay. with it being a tentative. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I feel you. I'm a, I'm a three and knuckles guy myself. Okay. Cause I haven't played mania. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine with it being tentative. That's cool. Um, Skyrim, the Skyrim, Skyrim. That's, dude, that's a lock. That's gotta be okay. on here. Um, I mean, okay. like the thing is like one, I don't know that any game has been memed as hard <laughs> as Skyrim. Um, what are you talking about? Um, Rogue Legacy. I love it. I I love the fact that it's on this list. Okay. I like so it. I, would, I like it a lot. I, I, it. I think it, it probably has a place somewhere. It's far, way farther down, uh, yeah. in my opinion. But I think it has a place on this list. Um, I agree. It's... It's uh, it's it's a sort of a, it's a charming uh return to the roguelikes um but yeah uh Rocket League I I've played it a couple times um at other people's houses it's a good game I know it was I know it's huge so I get why it would be on here um but it could go either way for me what do you how do you let's, feel Let's throw it on there as a tentatively I think like the thing is okay. like this is a game this one and the next one are both games that are sort of like they're outliers in the fact that they're huge. Both these games are a few years old. So the next game is yeah. Overwatch. Both yeah, of them well, are they came few, out around the same time. Right? They came in at I mean, around the like same time. Um, they, I think there's there's a lot of overlap in the sense that they're sort of they have very dominant and like the, we have an Overwatch league now. There are people who literally get paid <laughs> to play Overwatch. Uh, and I think like Rocket League has sort of that same momentum uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, I think both of them probably belong on this list. Um, cool. Let's see. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. That's a lock. I mean, awesome. I, I'm not a huge fan, but uh, but I'm even coming back around to it. I'm like, it's much better than I gave it credit for. I would even sort of say where it's at right now belongs higher on the list. Hey, I like that. Like I'll tell you what I would definitely I would I would like to see it go up if we could get rid of Legend of Zelda Ocarina at time. Uh, so I'm just I'm gonna okay. put that on the table okay. for you. I mean, considering I was the one who voted for this game, I agree. But you know, well, I'm just saying we may it may not come down to that, but that, that may be a bit of a sticking point. Um, yeah. So yeah. I'm definitely gonna have to. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, this yeah. is one of my favorites. I really love this game. Uh, it did not make my top 10, but I think it's a bit of a lock, and I think it, uh -huh. it should probably even go up a little bit. But, uh, you know, I think, too, like, the thing is, like, this is the first, this is the first game out of all of our sevens that it got a seven because multiple people put it on their list. And I think, for me... yeah. That's sort of like a, that's a hard, hard and fast. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Not as many people. Symphony of the Night was two people, but not as many. This one was three. So yeah, I'm down. Um, I'll, I'll be playing it hopefully this year. So I'll, I'll join in on the love for Horizon Zero Dawn. Next is Final Fantasy X. It's one of the few Final Fantasies that I have not played. Um, 
So, but I know it's pretty influential. I could see why it makes it top 100. How do you feel? I think there are better Final Fantasies, and some of them are on this list. And uh, okay, I my thing is, if it dropped off, I wouldn't be heartbroken. I think it's yeah. a fine game, but I just uh-huh. if you're you know you sort of fighting for spots. Six is on here. Four is on here. Uh, tactics is okay. on here, and those That's three true. I think are. Uh, I'll you know sort of. I mean, and then just sort of putting my cards on the table, Final Fantasy sort of lost its appeal after nine. I really liked nine. Okay. But I think everything after that, I, I like 12 too, but okay, 10 just sort of like, I was like, kind of like, ah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I mean, okay. I don't, I don't want to like necessarily take it out back, but frankly, I think like this is, we're, we're starting this sort of encroach into that like we're gonna have to start making hard cuts and i think there are better final fantasies on the list and that one can probably yeah. just go away the, yeah i think if we do have three other final fantasies higher on the list then uh, yeah yeah we should just cut it so that actually brings us to number 50 and that is far cry 3 i so think that's that's my personal favorite far cry I think that's really okay. where the Far Cry series like like took a hard turn and really started becoming something more than the first two games. Uh, I would be did we put did we put four I'm looking here. I'm just trying to look here. Did we let I'm pretty sure we cut four. Well, yeah, then I'd I'd like to see Far Cry three stay on. Okay. Okay. See the thing thing for me is as I'm looking at this list and I can see kind of the you know how it was made. Far Cry 2 is also on the list and that is only higher because it was someone's number one. But that same person who had it as number one also voted for Far Cry 3 Mm. and someone else did as well. So I'm kind of... I'd be willing to cut Far Cry 2 to keep Far Cry 3. Okay, then then I'd say that's a good good trade-off. Like, um, I'm just like, I'm putting a little note. I wrote uh-huh. Far Cry 3 slash Far Cry 2, and then I put a line through Far Cry 2. Um, okay. So okay. we are almost done with the sevens here. Uh, Dishonored 2. Thoughts? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, n- not really any. I like uh, the Dishonored games. I think like okay. they at least deserve like a place on the list somewhere. Um, okay. Like I think, uh, frankly, I think that's a little high, but um, dead yeah. dead space. That's that should be an easy one. That's a lock. That's a lock that's a for lock. me. Like yeah. I would like. We both agree. Like yeah, uh, Battlefield Four. Uh, that's a big old myth for me. Uh, I, I I don't care. I'd like to see. I I'd have to look around and sort of do a little bit of homework here, but Battlefield. And Call of Duty are sort of like two of those franchises. Again, we're not going to have a ton of those on our list, but right. um, I'd like to at least keep it on there tentatively. And okay, you know, it might be like if it comes down to be- picking between. I'd like, like I said, I just like to see it sort of stay on there tentatively. Um, okay. So why don't we? Um, 
we will reconvene here at some point in time, sort of. And so next time, next time we get into this, we'll sit down with this list. We'll sort of work out a rough framework and then we'll. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us as we went ahead and chopped up the list so far. We still have, you know, some of the best games coming up, which might actually make it easier. (laughs) We might not have to cut as much, but then of course we're going to have to do battle with some of these tentative games and really kind of compile it next time on the backlog breakdown where we're really kind of breaking down the games that uh, either are on our backlog or previously were on our backlog and we just love them. So here they are on our top hundred games of all time. Uh, Before we want, we let you go. We do want to let you know about a few things that are coming up in the year 2020 for us. And uh, we'd love to have you join us along for the ride uh, here in March, we're going to be playing through the resident evil Two remake um, just in anticipation for resident evil three remake. That's coming out in April. Uh, and then farther off, we play a horror game in October. We're going to be going for uh, the Bioshock. So it's going to be our Bioshock October. So I know that's quite a while away. It's only January. What are you thinking about nine months down the future? It's like, just think of it like having a baby between now and then you can go ahead and, and, you know, save up your pennies so you can get some copy of this game for like 10 bucks because they're available everywhere. Uh, and then in nine months, hey, we'll all birth Bioshock together. Um, I think that's all that we have going on. Now that you are um, suitably scarred emotionally, <laughs> psychically, mentally, all the ways you, you can, can be, be a big daddy and birth a Bioshock too. Uh, oh my. <laughs> but... Sorry, not yeah. sorry, sort of. No, <laughs> uh, this this is you know it's it's sort of like I knew that we were going to biting off a lot, um, but I I, I feel good about the progress we made, Josh. I so. agree, I agree. This has been fun. Yes, yeah, and sir. and so if you want to get upset at us, though, you know we cut some of your favorite games. There's tons of ways that you can get in touch with us, like Twitter. Our handle is at bbdowncast. You can email us at thebacklogbreakdown at gmail dot com. We do have our Facebook group, the hashtag Backlog Book Club on Facebook. We've got a Discord server. Just, you know, message us to get a link to that because I'm not quite sure how to get permanent links at this point in time. We'll figure it out. We'll see. Um, And then we also have our own personal ways that you can message us and find us on the internet. I generally go by Broccolope. That's spelled B-R-O-C-C-O-L-O-P-E. And Nate goes by... Nate underscore McKeever. There you go. Keeping it simple. Twitter, yeah. Facebook, GG, all that fun stuff. PSN. Um, we love it. You know, if you've enjoyed your time, if you've made it this far, hopefully you've enjoyed some of this. Um, but if you have enjoyed it, we love for you, to, you know, to hear from you. We love if you could rate and review the podcast so that others can uh, hear about it. Share it with your friends uh, so we can all have this discussion together. What are the top 100 games of all time? We're interested to hear from you as well. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested in supporting us, uh, obviously, like I said, share it with your friends. But we do also have a Patreon where you can drop in a dollar or two every month. It's up to you. But you get some cool perks like Discord and you get early episodes and pre-show stuff. And so it's fun. It's fun. It is. It is. It is at that. But I think we have uh, sort of wandered to and fro at this point in time josh so true. they should probably do the things right 
Yeah, you guys keep beating down your backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits. Fly, you fools! Fly, you fools! Fly! Fly! <laughs> you fool of a broccoli! <laughs> All you right. just have to sound old. Uh, <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs>